Hello and welcome to Infamous, the audio podcast. This is Brandon or Mutilus on Discord. This is Parker, go by one who parks on Discord. This is Jeremy. I go by just Jeremy, um, and that's it on Discord, I guess. This is Aaron. I go by Treffenwood on Discord. Uh, and we're back after a very exciting and successful three-person team tournament at our local shop. Um, I'm still we'll tired. We'll get into this more later. Yeah, still tired. Uh, why are you tired? I had uh, yeah, to do how so much you more than tired? you did. How am I? Well, I watched you do things. You watched me it do all the work, me. so like, it, was, it was great. Oh boy, here we go. I'm already upset. I'm already <laughs> mad. You sons of bitches. Fucking sons of bitches. I have a couple announcements regarding Parker. First one, uh, you're at 1916 probationary episodes. Shoot dang. Uh, John <laughs> had a message for you that he gave me to give to you. Mm-hmm. Um, consult him before doing anything in your entire life uh, i think was roughly what he said that's not what he sheer said. frustration john wouldn't say something like that john has class john knows mm-hmm. okay uh well anyway he was quite upset with you uh so anyway moving on <laughs> he tried to explain the bet to somebody else who doesn't know i think it was ej doesn't know anything about how you get probationary episodes or why why they keep happening <laughs> it's my favorite part of the whole discussion was after he explained to him that you basically bet that you were going to lose 900 probationary episodes before you gain 75. Uh, and he's like, then he's like, EJ, EJ's like, well, I mean, as long as he's good, that seems doable. And then he's like, no, 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 no. You understand. Brandon arbitrarily assigns these. And he's like, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> like, why would you ever agree to that? Somebody I was asked like, me the other day. It's not arbitrary. Parker deserves this. Yeah, one of my teammates. It was one of my teammates <laughs> for the team tournament. Said, uh, "When are you going to like bet on like the games that you do, like tournaments or, or wins or something?" I'm like, no, that's not how this works. <laughs> this is not bet. On, this is not based on my skill or anything mm-hmm. like that. It's based upon arbitrary capriciousness and fun. Mm-hmm. It needs to be unthought out, just right off the hip. That's how I succeed. This. <laughs> Just like that's Jeremy's it. Discord nicknames. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Like, that's I, how we I mean, it. it's about how you feel. No one can tell you how to feel. As soon as I try to, like, put thought into this matter, the terrorists win. That's what I'm going to mm-hmm. say. <laughs> <laughs> we don't All negotiate right, with um, terrorists, John. Parker, do we have any news today? We do have news. News. Hey! News! 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 What you got for us? We have an updated affiliation list, and uh, it's a bit of a humdinger. I'm actually really excited to see what you guys think about this. Uh, Modoc signed to Supreme, and uh, Immortal Hulk are coming out this week, and uh, a fair bit of before they came out actually. And so I thought it normally came out like pretty soon after, uh, right before, but it's like a week. It's before. usually like day of, basically. Yeah, thought, this is the, yeah. a little bit early. But um, one thing we knew was going to happen is Modoc's Scientist Supreme is in Criminal Syndicate. He's going to be a leader. We we saw that coming. Uh, he's also in Hydra, not Cabal. Suspiciously missing from Cabal. He's in Hydra instead. Um. And do you want to stop there? Or you want me to like do the other, the big bomb? Um, yeah, let's talk about Modoc. Okay. Um, I think Modoc and Hydra is actually pretty awesome. Um, yeah. He has he has their kind of hokiness, which is perfect. Um, 
And so I'm, I'm actually pretty excited to, to give him some tries there. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was looking at his cards. He, he doesn't give out any... Con- does, well, he does give out some conditions, right? Doesn't he give out conditions? Um, let me see here. It's been a while since I read his card. Yeah, me too. He um, puts out Incinerate on his yeah. Doomsday Chair and Stun on his Psionic Assault, well, there which you is go. fine. Um, I think it's more about like his just general weirdness and survivability. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's hard to put into words, but when you play Hydra, it's more about confounding and and messing with the game in ways that your opponent doesn't predict Mm -hmm. that it's like control style effects and so yeah it's it's just weird um also think uh there are a lot of there are some hydro models that'll just kind of stack up a lot of power and mm -hmm. think he could use it he could use them as a battery there's some some guys that could get a lot of power we also look at Hydra through the lens of Strucker a lot more than other people do, mm-hmm. because I play exclusively Strucker, and another one of our locals plays exclusively Strucker. I would play, never I play. Would, yeah, I would. I would only play Strucker if I was playing. Anyway. Right, it's just so much more of an identity than mm-hmm. than Hydra or Red Skull Two has, and where he's just like generically evil, which is fine. And so I feel like uh, he's going to give much more of that component to the game where it's just generically evil weird effects that are not necessarily directly evolving around um negative effects uh something you smartly put out as well i remember right when we found out is that he's a forecaster and Mm -hmm. previously the other you know uh attractive forecaster was spider woman but she does not she's more of a uh, a toolbox piece right uh, and mm-hmm. modok is just a, a turret sentry piece which is gives them two different four pointers to play with mm-hmm. rather than just having spider woman to fill that four point well, she's very much the strucker plan like like mm-hmm. we were talking about earlier like if you just want to play strucker there's tons of great options right but if you want to play like red skull then this guy's much more up your alley mm-hmm. i don't know i think he could be good in a, a venom based strucker team yeah that's true so, could be uh, anyway T- TBD. Or, uh, I'm not. I'm not as in love with him and in Hydra as you are, or maybe in love with is too strong of a word. But uh, or you could throw like slap Super Giant in there, and he's sacking the Super Giant who takes like one damage from all of your fucking attacks. That's cute. It is. Mm-hmm. It's adorbs. And also, then you can't move him because she's back there mind shielding him the whole time. And she stacks up power, and he likes to have a friend with a lot of power. Actually, she she is a really nice compadre for him. I had not thought mm-hmm. of that, but you were correct. She does have a lot of power. She just does nothing with. Strucker, Modok, Venom, Supergiant, and another three. Zemo? That's, that's not Hydra. Why Strucker? Just for just so you have a leader? That's not Hydra, uh, though. That is Hydra. Oh, sorry. Yes, you Zemo. You said Zemo, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, well, because, I was just asking why Strucker. Because uh, Strucker Hydra is interesting. Period. Mm-hmm. Dot. Uh, unless you are trying to take advantage of early... Uh, power generation jank with Red Skull, Strucker is by far the more interesting leader to have fun with on the table. I agree with that. He also has the um, strategic genius, which is nice if you're going to play a brick. Yep. Uh, If you're going to combine one of the leaders with Venom, I think Strucker's the better leader to do that with. Plus, even though the other characters, a la Modok and Supergiant, don't necessarily synergize with the uh, passing off of uh, status conditions being quote unquote immune to conditions that their enemy puts on you by shunting them off is still very valuable in a numerous matchups. Mm-hmm. 
If you do take um, like Red Skull or and or Bob, though, being able to sack to Red Skull's grunt and or Bob with Modok's ability is also very fun. Yeah. Oh, Red Skull is definitely in the ten, mm-hmm. so it's not wrong. But I, I would, I would, in order for a model to be in the list, uh, I would want it to have a home in a Strucker list, and obviously you swap in and out as the crisis and opponent dictate. But uh, mm-hmm. I wouldn't want to put a model in there that that wouldn't ever see playing a Strucker list without some hard thoughts about it. Yeah. So anyway, I think I think that those those four models plus like I said, Zemo at three or uh, pick someone else. Uh, would be a viable 17, especially on a centerline scenario where you can just run Supergiant and Modok and Venom right up the middle and be like, who do you want to attack now? I don't know. Yeah. That was just a, the off-the-cuff thought. Yeah, when it comes to him being involved with Hydra, I think it's just more about him synergizing with the characters than the leadership specifically. Yep. All right. Uh, Jeremy, do you have any thoughts on those? No. I, I, I like to play the model before I talk about it really I, I don't have anything i'm ready to play with it though okay um what's next parker so uh the immortal hulk also got placed uh into um affiliations the first one was you know not too far away from what we thought defenders uh the regular hulk is already in defenders um so there's that however they put the immortal hulk in the midnight suns Am I the only one who thinks that is fucking amazing for Midnight Suns? Just like a straight buff for Midnight Suns. Am I crazy? Tell me I'm crazy. I don't think it actually matters that Oh, much. God, you tell me I'm crazy. Okay. <laughs> so, so hold on. Let's talk about it realistically, though. Um, how does that benefit them? If Because if the argument is they were already trying to play Hulk. Right. right. Yeah, so that's, you're, in that's, for, you're in for 10 points and two models. One of them is affiliated. So what, you're saying what, 11, that the downside... He's seven points. No, I'm talking about original Hulk. Got it. Uh, so your downside is that you have to play Doc Voodoo or Iron Fist or Wong like, or Moon Knight. Like, the, the, I just don't understand what you are allowed to do now that you weren't allowed to do before. Like, What is the combination of models? Because with Blade and Hulk, Immortal Hulk specifically, you're in for 11 points. So what what you're allowed to play Venom now? Like, what? what's the fix? What is it allowing you to do that you couldn't do before? It, it's not models. It's tactics cards. Just because he can play Siege of Darkness? Yeah, and bats. What What does it matter that he gets bats? Guaranteed throw when you want it. I thought he already had the guaranteed throw when you want it. Not on a wild. Bats turns anything oh, into a wild. Strike. Or anything else that you want. Um... So he has the he has effectively a guaranteed throw on the spender, but not on the ba- the builder. Gotcha. So I think sure, that's good. I I Hulk's uh, possible turn is through the roof in Midnight Suns because he can bump, he can gamma leap, he can play his card for another range two place, then attack three times with a guaranteed at least one throw. I mean that's baller. It's a lot of tactics cards, so I'm not saying it's optimum use of your resources. But uh, when your ceiling is that high, I don't think how your stocks can't be up, uh, at least in theory. It might not end up being anything, but it's Midnight Suns aren't worse on Friday because of it. I think there's, and I have not played Midnight Suns um, yet, and so I do not know when they really, really want, you know, uh, an out of... Uh, out of faction character and they want you know more than one or something like that i'm not i'm not exactly sure how 
that plays out for them. I, I think you're right. The fact that they have Wong already in there means they probably could make affiliation if they wanted to play a Hulk anyway. Um, but the, I hope that the fact that Mortal Hulk is in here gives them some sort of affiliation flexibility because they absolutely would like to play a Mortal Hulk. I think it's something they want to do. And you're not wrong, uh, Aaron. Um, the access to bats and uh, I don't know the name of the card. Siege. Siege is not nothing. It is something. Because both of its attacks are super strong. I mean, they're okay strong. I mean, they're seven dice, right? Seven they dice with the wild any seven dice with a wild throw. It's seven dice with a wild throw on both of them. Well, the other one is da- throw on oh, damage. Throw on damage. Sorry, yes. So we can do that three times, which I don't know. I, I I'm having a hard time see why why it matters that much. So it being able to guarantee the throw is nice. Um, obviously, it's good. Yeah, I see it's good. I, I think they needed. It's going to be, but I don't know. It's going to be crushing in some matchups because if you just keep hitting the wild a lot, and then you can guarantee it the one time you don't, then yeah, if you have like a size four person, you can keep throwing into their people. Then yeah, it's gonna it's gonna really punish them. But if you're attacking a bunch of size two people, it's gonna be a lot less important. Um, I don't think. I really want to see the output of Immortal Hulk on the table before we start talking about how much better he is than regular Hulk, because I think people are underestimating the fact that his um, his throw costs three and he doesn't add extra dice to his attacks. Mm-hmm. I think he's actually going to cap out on damage much faster than people think he will, because mm-hmm. how much he needs to hold on to power to not actually die. I don't know. I just want to see it in play. It might be better than I'm thinking, but it's it's hard to judge for me. I don't. I don't think he's better than OG Hulk. I just think uh, he's interesting in Midnight Suns. So I'll, I'll give you that him being affiliated is good for two of both of their really good Tatchis cards. Mm-hmm. But on the flip side, he's also super power hungry compared to regular Hulk. And so you're power hungry. You have a leadership that costs power, and you have two Tatchis cards that cost power. Like, is there going to be a problem there? Like, I don't know. Will he end up saving power because uh, bump will mean he won't need to gamma leap? Right, maybe I don't know. Like the thoughts, right? Uh, mm-hmm. Obviously, to to be seen. I'm intrigued. I don't. I don't. I'm not blown away with him in Midnight Suns, but I'm intrigued. I kind is of it fe- is it a plus for the affiliation? Yes. yes. Is it a big? Yeah. I don't know. I I feel like you're spending seven points for a a model that can land in the category of the Do you get Fat Thor or do you get Awesome Thor? I mean, I I hate when the wilds and the important shits attached to important things to happen. Because, I mean, regular Hulk being able to always throw is so phenomenal. And, I don't know. It just... I don't see how all of that is uh, makes Midnight Suns a whole different thing. For seven points, it has to. I'm actually more intrigued uh, to put I Hulk in Guardians. Why? Just stop. I'm done with Guardians. <laughs> why? So fucking done with Guardians, dude. Jer- Jeremy, why did you say always throw with regular Hulk? He spends two and hucks you. Oh, well, Mortal has that too, but I guess it costs one more. That's not what you're saying. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, yeah, like it, his is he just more expensive. He can't bump and throw. Right, he can't bump yeah, and throw. There, yeah, yeah. he just has some, some stuff that's like a little bit not as easy mode. Like, regular mm-hmm. Hulk has easy mode. You have things you can just do. Immortal is like, if you're not falling in the trap of try and beat him to death and watch him regrow himself and he blows up the world. I'm not sure what he does for Midnight Suns, particularly. I'm not saying it's not an amazing model. It probably is, but I don't... And 
Midnight Suns is just kind of, I'm not sure. While he's harder to actually get off the table, he's definitely not harder to daze. He doesn't have the access to the rerolls on defense. Mm-hmm. He's got about the same defensive stats. He's stronger against Mystic, I guess. Um, but the no the no perfect rerolls on defense, I think, actually adds up a lot. Losing five hit points are like the most dangerous five hit points. And leaving Old Hulk on one was like crippling. Leaving this Hulk on one is almost not that bad because if he spends a bunch of his power he actually has risk of dying uh-huh. and so he almost can't do anything if you leave him on low hit points right so like you get him down to two and he's got 10 power he's like all right do you bump and leap and throw and do your spender after a builder and you're like and be on one power and just die like probably not and so like he's not going all out to punish you it's just weird i just really need to see it on the table first I'm more interested to hear why or how Jeremy's been touched by Guardians recently. Mm-hmm. Are you just done with Guardians? Is that the idea? No, it's... We can talk about it during our games, when we talk about games. Okay. We don't need okay. to dive in yet. All right. Uh, did we have any other news? That was it. Okay. Are you guys excited to get your Hulk and MODOK tomorrow? I tried to build a list with uh, for MODOK and Criminals today, and I was having a really hard time deciding where to go with it, actually. Um Kind of like what we talked about when we read him. We we're like, he, he can play next to Shadowlands. He can play next to Kingpin. But like Shadowlands and Kingpin, they're, they're kind of mutually exclusive. Uh, the things I like to do with Shadowlands does not take Kingpin. And the things I like to do with Kingpin does not take Shadowlands. So I'm staring at it going, do I put a second leader in there? Or am I just going to try to play Modok's shtick and see how that works? Um, I think I'm going to start with Modok's shtick. And mostly, basically just literally just take my Shadowlands Daredevil and more or less take out Shadowlands and put in Modoc and see if it actually does better. We're going to see. Yeah, maybe. I would like to see a um, a primary Modoc build with an alternate to go uh, Kingpin wide, potentially, and see if you could somehow marry those two and just have like exactly one drop for Kingpin that's on like, if we get Scoundrels, I play this. And if not, I'm playing Modoc. Yeah, I've looked at that. Right now, it was Kingpin. I still haven't figured mm-hmm. out if I can do that. If it works, we'll see. Yeah. One of the things that I is kind of funny, as I was staring at my Rapid Fire style for... Um, the old Rapid Fire style was just like, put in lots of attacks so I get to re-roll Shadowlands Daredevil. But if you do MODOK, and you put in all of the Rapid Fires, the conditional Rapid Fires, the ones that need a, a hit, um, that now they need... a a wild or a hit functionally right um, mm-hmm. because if you roll a wild then you can turn one of your dice to a hit and then trigger the rapid fire so there's modok actually makes rapid fire happen a little bit more consistently just a little bit because um, the number of times i can think of i've rolled no hits at all whether it be a wild or a crit or a hit is really low so having a wild in there and, and to function as a hit or to gain me a hit and then trigger the rapid fire is not nothing so i'm so i'm looking at that too like is it worth taking the non-automatic rapid fires um so that i can have some of their toolboxy stuff because i'm playing bodok things things have, i'm thinking of have you considered putting og Sabretooth in with modok as your leader uh just for the insane damage output if you start rolling wilds well three things first off um, yeah, it makes your wild attack super spiky. Mm-hmm. Secondly, you can sack hits to Sabretooth, which yeah. will trigger aggressive followed by the attack. Right. Thirdly, 
his uh, lethal predator attack, savage predator attack, the big one, on a wild and a hit, he gets to trigger his extra attack. Mm Mm-hmm. That does all rerolls. Yes. Um, so, like, he, I think he might be some secret sauce in there, too. And the other question I had is, have you considered Rhino as, like, his protector buddy? Because mm-hmm. you can sack to Rhino. Rhino gets DR and gets extra power for being damaged. Rhino also has aggressive, so he can set himself up to immediately activate. Right. Rhino is in the list, yes. Right. Most, most exact- Rhino has to be in, in, in right. criminals at this point. He's so yeah. good. Yeah. So Ry- Rhino was already in the list. Uh, Sabretooth wasn't, although I like it. I was actually uh, looking for other uh, wild hit combos. I know Corvus Glaive has it for Flurry, and uh, Red Skull has it for his uh, for his moving it a move or push. And you gotta get to choose with Modok. I thought that's cute. I don't know if that's good enough to play with, but. Um, there's some. There are a bunch of guys in the game that if you get a wild and then you could get your hit also from the Bodok leadership, it makes that effect, which is a little bit more conditional, less conditional, easier to get. So, it's interesting. But I did not. Mm-hmm. I did not see the Sabertooth Spender. Emma Other, Frost uh, and Gwenpool are two others. Mm-hmm. Oh, list. the wild hit triggers. Yeah. It's funny how often you miss the hit trigger. Is it's, it's <laughs> yeah. really funny. There was I've had so many times when Sabretooth was ready to just eat someone with that, and then he missed one of those dice, and I'm just I was so mad. Something about mm-hmm. you should never count on it. Don't don't bother counting on it. And I tell myself, and then I don't roll it, and I'm just furious. I want to go home. <laughs> so mad. I want to go home. I just want to go home. I'm trying to think if there's if it's worth playing Gambit. Uh, I looked at him for a little while. I I think he's one of those models I probably need to put on the board to see why why they made him. Because isn't he a criminal though? Nope. No. I thought he was. You can make his. You can make criminal stealth. Nah. No, he does there and have a card for that. Well, it's not that, but he can um, little something extra change a hit to a wild, and then you get an right. extra hit for it, which right. is cute. Um, he can also add dice to his attack rolls. Mm-hmm. Uh, he has parting shot. He has the big. He has a beam attack. The big beam, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like his fifty-two card pickup could be. A seven die beam attack that wilds count as two and add an extra hit on top of it. So mm-hmm. one wild is three hits. Mm-hmm. I feel like there's some there's some juice there. Yeah, it's not. I don't think he's bad. I don't know if that's what Ooh. I want to go for the list, but I did you, stare at his you, card. You can also turn two dark past followed by turn three shadow organization. <laughs> they just can't never shoot you. That'd be funny. That would, <laughs> that would be, be funny. Really cute. I actually. Uh, I think Gambit is one of those characters like Crystal. Like you, when you look at his card and you go, I don't know how this could be good compared to other cards that I know that cost mm-hmm. three. And then you put, you know, down the table. You're like, oh, there's all kind of stuff that you don't even think it's doing until you actually play it and you realize what it's doing. So mm-hmm. I probably need to try it. it all right, good. I would say if you play Gambit, I've seen him played really successfully against me once. The trick was not fifty-two card pickup, which was how I interpreted the character, but rather. Uh, accelerate charge. Uh, Just keep pushing people. No, no. Accelerate charge is uh, add two dice to your attack rolls. Cost three. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It is not once per turn. He has a range three five dice builder uh, with a wild explosive. So as soon as he's one of those characters, it's kind of like kind of like Apex. Is that as soon as he gets his uh, powertrain going, it self generates right because if he can spend mm-hmm. three to make a seven dice builder, then he spends one to turn you know, something into a wild if he didn't get it. And then he does it again. That's two seven dice, both with explosive. I'm just like, holy shit, will you stop killing my entire fucking team? Mm-hmm. Uh, and and he's like, nope, 
<laughs> and with okay. Modok, and with Modok, you get to add extra damage on top of that if you didn't already right. roll it. Right. Yeah. And the, um, the thing I like too is if you just look at the odds of triggering rapid fire, he has the exact same odds of pushing a size three target. And so he can just hold a flank by himself almost indefinitely because you just like taps him and moves him away. And then they move up and attack you, you parting shot, move up, push him away again. And so you're like, you're killing them and also like getting them off the points. So I, I think uh, if you're planning a Modoc list, it would be a great opportunity to put Gambit on the table for five games and just see how he, mm-hmm. how he performs. Laissez bon temps rouler. Maybe. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> Parker, you're not allowed to quote anything Gambit says because you think he's a stupid character. I actually don't know if he ever said that. I think that'd be too on the nose for that character. He's a very nuanced character. Pretty sure they never very, said that. Very he wears nuanced. a trench coat and has abs built into his uniform. He has ab armor. Fucking he has ab armor. Okay. Yeah, I don't yeah. think so. I think you guys are uh, misreading him. I think he's he's really <laughs> just a straight up character. He's clever and well written. Mm-hmm. Round. Very round and full of depth, like a deep ocean gambit. <laughs> An ocean of depth. <laughs> Alrighty, let's move on before we run out of time. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, topic today we're gonna re- we're gonna recap our team tournament we had. Uh, I am super happy. I think it went very well. We got sixteen teams, forty eight players for our local event. Um, a shout out to everybody who made the trek down. We had uh, two teams come in from Omaha. We had one team from Warrensburg. We had two teams from Des Moines. Uh, we had a team from Lawrence. Um, we had a team from Joplin. We had uh, people from all over the place. And a lot of locals that we didn't know were local because we, you know, ships in the night just never met each other because they go to different stores. And so they found out about our shop and now they're excited to come play games with us. And I couldn't be happier. Um, so shout out to everybody who came out and had a good time. Yeah, don't forget the guys from Springfield. Springfield, I, I did. Uh, Springfield Team 1 couldn't make it, but Springfield Team 2 made it. And uh, I think they had a good time. We got to hang out with them. Uh, my team actually got to play them. Mine too. Mm-hmm. It's funny, with 16 teams, you're like, oh, well, what are the odds you play a team? Well, we played three of the other 15, so you played 20% of the field. It's It's still pretty fun. All right, um, so we're going to go round table, round by round. Uh, we'll each do one round at a time. We're going to give a couple quick anecdotes about how our games went. Uh, we're not going to do full battle reports because those are boring. Um, so first round, uh, my team was Alex, Other Brandon, and myself. Uh, I was playing my Hydra concoction that's basically just Hydra pretending to be Hydra, and it's really Cabal with Malekith, and I just have four models I actually play, and the rest of the list is just window dressing. Uh, I had to judge and operate cameras and play in this tournament, so I wanted to play something that I could easily walk away from a table if I had to. Um, I got paired against a person that was playing Brotherhood in the first round. Um, He went in for the turn one Asteroid M Magneto play with Jugs. Magneto dealt zero damage in the turn he played Asteroid M, so that was very unfortunate <laughs> for him, and it started Oops. it started real bad for him, unfortunately. Um, however, on the next turn, once Magneto woke up, <laughs> he uh, decided to go complete God Mode, and uh, I think he didn't fail on a single die that round. I barely got him dead with um, full Malekith, full um, Red Skull... And I think I even had to kick in some extra damage from um, Modok. And he, that guy would not go away. I finally got him dead. I was so sad. 
Um, and then it was, you know, it's just unfortunate. Like he had, he lost an entire turn with Magneto. So it's really hard to dig out of that hole. He did a pretty good job though. So that was my round one. Parker, how was your round one? Uh, so I was playing uh, with a local guy, uh, Preston. Uh, shout out to him. He's an awesome player. Comes to the Geekery a lot. Newer player, but he's growing really fast. And Spencer, a guy from Springfield who I just met for the very first time, but he's really active on our Discord and uh, also a member of the community. Um, extending out. This there is the same Missouri. Spencer that Aaron had been terrorizing. Right. Uh, he has. Uh, he has. What is that, I guess final round syndrome, right? He 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 just he cranks it all the way to the end, and then it, he just he holds his hands out, and it just it just slips right out of his fingers. Thanks he never that. gets full release. Yeah, always <laughs> always just there. So uh, I I was uh, he was playing uh, Hellfire Club that he's been tuning like crazy. Uh, it was really really fun to watch that. Uh, Preston was playing uh, a Asgard Cabal switch that he and I. Uh, workshopped. It was a lot of fun to put together. I'm really excited to try it once I get my Malekith back for the painter. And I was playing my A-Force list, uh, minus Wasp, uh, and the a- the Avengers switch, and now it's just A-Force members uh, and Spider-Woman is in there. And it's got the Spider-Woman cards. Um, and my first round, I went up against Dave, another local awesome player. He was playing uh, Midnight Suns. He did not know uh, that you should not play the Hulk against A-Force. <laughs> and so he played the Hulk against A-Force, and my Hulk just rolled up Hulk into a ball and punted him. Uh, he was very sad. He's like, I'll, I guess I'll put Hulk in the middle and pick up this point. I was like, okay, here comes She-Hulk, special delivery. And it she just, yeah. He lost Hulk in uh, a round and a half, I think, to She-Hulk and one other activation. Um, so that was... It wasn't super fun for him, but he didn't make many mistakes, and he really—he's a newer player, so he's—he's he's excited to play some more. He and I have been playing games since we were in college, so long, uh, friend, long way back, and we haven't actually got to play MCP yet, I think. So it was fun to, to finally get to play him, and we did have fun playing, even though he—he he found out the limitations of Hulk versus She-Hulk. He discovered that. Yep. All right, uh, Aaron, you're up. Okay. Uh, real quick, I ended up taking Shield to the event, uh, and not knowing which team I was on until the morning of. I was kind of the uh, the black sheep of the uh, of the tournament list, going to whichever team was going to end up needing someone based off of uh, someone dropping out the day prior or whatnot. So mm-hmm. I had a webs list uh, submitted, and then I switched teams uh, the morning of and ended up bringing Shield just because it deconflicted for the most part with what they had. Uh, first game played into Ryan Fairchild from Springfield. Uh, he's playing uh, Red Skull Hydra. We ended up getting Hammers and Demons, and I made a round one play that I wanted him to punish me for. Uh, so I could prove you wrong, Brandon. Uh, and he didn't. So what? I'm very confused. Uh-huh. Uh, so uh, I had Pryo on Hammers, and he was oh. playing uh, Red Skull, Malekith, your, your typical, uh, well, I guess maybe not typical Hydra, but it's Hydra with Red Skull and Malekith. Uh, and I decided to go and pick up both Hammers, one with the Grunts and one with Fury. Mm-hmm. Uh, even though so I, so I, I told him, I think this is a bad idea. I want you to prove to me it's a bad idea. So I was kind of pulling for him to win. Um, yeah. So he uh, he sets it up. He then goes and he takes Malekith. He picks up the his back hammer and double moves next to Fury. And I'm like, great. So next turn, you kill Fury. Uh, I won't have an opportunity. And then you uh, KO him top of three. So I will have zero activations with Fury after round one and lose my leader. 
To be fair, I said that was one of the ways that you can counteract that strategy. But sure. yes. Um, instead, I guess I, I'm not, still not sure 100 percent why. We talked about it a little bit after the game, but he went with Zemo into Fury on round two to start the round, which enabled me to take some chip damage and then fall back using Eye in the Sky uh, off from his second attack, and then activate Fury and double move medium away from Malekith to leave Malekith sitting over there on the flank with no one around him. Uh, and um, the game just got better for me from there without going into the details. I Helios, Malekith, and, and life was good for S.H.I.E.L.D., so it took, took round one down. But it was an interesting actually, ra- turn one decision on what to pick up uh, the hammers with whom. There's actually a wise phrase for this exact situation. If you French fry when you're supposed to pizza, you're going to have a bad time. Yes. <laughs> so would have been a completely different game if he had actually gone with Malekith first and killed Fury. Did he give a, a reason for why? Did he just think Zemo could get it done? I, I don't think he was sure that Malekith was going to be able to get it done, and then I would eye the sky off of the second one, because I didn't have enough power to eye in the sky off of his first attack, whoever right. whoever he did that with. Right. Um, surely you paid the extra power for eye in the sky when you, because uh, you had a hammer, right? Surely. Mm-hmm. He sounded confident. No way that was a mistake. <laughs> I don't make mistakes. I just. <laughs> I don't make mistakes. I just. Cheat. I, ga- I have. I gain advantages. Uh, all right, cool. So, Jeremy, how was your first round? Um, the first round was cool. So, first off, um, my team was made of Josh and Ryan, uh, a couple local guys that they're basically the guys that always come up when I randomly can play at the store. They work weird hours sometimes, and we were friends. So I was like, let's do this. Um, it really had nothing to do with uh, like this will be a great match for my list, et cetera. It was just like, we play together anyway. Let's do this, man. And I know they don't show up at tournaments all the time. So it was a good, like, let's go, let's do this. Let's go to this thing. Um, so first round, my team um, ran into face first team muse. Uh, and this was the Josh, Aaron England and crump um, who are notorious for playing war machine back in the days. And I've played all of them, if not five times, seven times. Uh, and they've been playing tabletop games forever and all very good. Um, so I know this was going to be a, a tough one for us to get a, a 2-1 victory and move to the winner's bracket. Uh, <clears throat> so I played Josh. Josh was playing uh, Midnight Suns. It was a list or a style of list I've seen quite a few times lately. It is the, I'm going to activate Malekith or your other big model more than once during this game. Uh, using bats and original strange. And yeah. also adding in um, Iron Fist. Iron Fist. Mm-hmm. So the game was basically me dodging that, trying to kill as much as I could. At the end of the day, um, I just eked out a win. Uh, I killed more than he was able to kill. I controlled his activating my model slightly better than he activated me. And I took that game down. Um, the other two folks, Aaron and Crump, knocked out my two buddies. So we went to the loser's bracket. Nice. Yep. Uh, well fought. That's a tough matchup for you. Yeah, it actually was. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, I have nothing but I'm nothing but impressed by that a lot. That is <clears throat> really cool. Next up, uh, round two. I'm drawing a complete blank on who I played in round two, but don't I got, worry. Just just get your just actively get, looking it up at the. I moment. was gonna say just get your uh, team details. So and in show. round two, I played Parker, sorry Patrick uh, from <laughs> uh, Omaha Team Two, 
uh, he played X-Men. Uh, this is actually the same person I played against X-Men at the Omaha tournament in round one. Um, we played, this time he did not in fact decide to play his Reds while playing X-Men against my brotherhood. Uh, so this one was much tougher. Um, I took um, a same list. Uh, I think we pulled, oh no, we pulled 18 points. So I did Malekith, Red Skull, Bob, and dang it, I cannot remember my four-pointer. Anyway, um, so we're playing throughout the game, and uh, I'm not having the best of luck on the pay-to-flips because we're playing Madman. Um, it's in fact going quite poorly. At one point, I was two for nine on attempting to flip the goddamn fucking points. Uh, <laughs> pay-to-flips are and wonderful. And so... Uh, if I recall, I might miss the numbers, but I was down, um, two to six, and then I was down, um, five to nine, I want to say, and then I was down six to 13 on Madman. Um, then the following round, we tied, oh no, it must have been eight to, eight to 13, because the next round I tied like 15 to 15, and then I went up 23 to 15 on the final round. Um, it was, it was so freaking close. Uh, the final round, Modok on one hit point is trying to decide if he wants to move up and try and kill Emma Frost or walk backwards and just pray I hit a hit on one of two dice. <laughs> because if I fail to flip a point, I lose the game automatically. And so I ended up moving back. I finally got my three for 10 and then I made, I flipped the right point, which saved the game. And then, uh, I, I took all the points on the next turn. Who did you say you played? Uh, his name's Patrick. Patrick. Patrick okay. Runge. Gotcha. But anyway, that was that was our game. It was pretty crazy. Uh, the final round, uh, Modok picks up his um, second hammer, takes two damage, goes to one remaining hit point on his healthy side, and Malekith picks up two hammers and goes to three hammers. and uh, Not hammers, uh, cubes, sorry. I think I said hammers. It was cubes. Picks up the total of three cubes and goes to one hit point as well. So my entire list has two healthy hit points in it, and they're holding a collective five cubes. And I had priority. If I didn't have priority, I just lost the game. It would have been horrible. All right, Parker, how was your round two? So uh, in round two, we played um, uh, the Wiz Guardian Club, and Nigel was in it. I'm not sure which team where were they from. Which one is that? That was Des Moines Two. That's right, Des Moines Two. Um, and so, uh, I played against Gar, who was a great opponent. He was playing, um, as guardians and on, I think on turn two, he, he let slip that he has not played a force before. Um, and you so son of a bitch, what was <laughs> you son of a bitch, after Parker. you drop off and killed like, his uh, he knew what my stuff does. He did say, he's like, I, I know what it does. And so he wasn't, he wasn't ever like shocked or surprised, but he just sound it makes. Uh, but also we were actually playing on, uh, demons too, which is, uh, just an enormous advantage for me. He, he just didn't know precisely what to do with his game plan. He, that's why he said on turn two, he's like, I just wasn't sure what to, how to start. He, but he wasn't surprised. I didn't like say, I'm going to do this. And, and he would go, Oh, I didn't know they did that. And did, it was just, uh, he had to see what I did before. And so, yeah, she Hulk, uh, got in the middle of the board and, um, uh, for the second game in a row, uh, Spider Woman interrogated twice, and um, yeah, it was really just a uh, A Force 
an a pretty good a force clinic just going to take a couple points going all to the middle sitting on it and slowly making sure we won and i won that one 16 8 it wasn't I, I he didn't make any giant mistakes but he also didn't set up for the things i was going to do he wasn't because yeah. he wasn't sure how far i could do anything so he was just kind of going okay i think this is okay and then i would you know go all a force on him so I would pay so much money just to watch somebody play against Parker's A-Force and know what they're doing. Yeah. I just, just want to see that happen one fucking time. Yeah. The number of times we've been at events and somebody comes over and goes, oh, I just played Parker. I was like, oh, yeah, how'd that go? And he's like, oh, I, I didn't know what special delivery did. I'm like, how? Every round. Every round of every event is like, I didn't know what special delivery did. Like, come on. Somebody's got to know. Yeah. I know. I think I'm the one. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> but, like, I've seen what happens to a, to an A-Force player when you're like, I know what that card does. And they're like, oh, I can't just, like, remove your most important model for free. And they're like, I'm like, no. And they're like, shit. Well, in, in the times that I've had, the times uh, that I didn't use it to remove their model, and I don't know if I actually removed his model in turn one of this, you know, I don't think I did that. But it was, I'm using it also, like, defensively to throw... She Hulk, so that she can, you know, bodyguard the 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 Black Widow that they've pulled the Thanos. Like I've played against good players that knew a special delivery did, and I was still doing something. You could still do things with it that it's not just mm-hmm. throw somebody forward and punch them because they had decided to sit on the middle point. Um, there are things to do with it, but th- I think this one he did. He, I think he did move up somebody, and she ended up bopping him on the head. I don't know if she killed him turn one. It wasn't a, I mean, uh, it was one of the ones on the top tables, so it got filmed. I don't think it was a, a raffle stop from turn one. I think it was just, I, I did my game point of four points on turn one, four points on turn two, and then five points on turn three. Like, it was just, you know, consistent attrition. Okay. Uh, Aaron, what was your round two like? Uh, my round two was uh, super interesting. I ended up playing into uh, the team that brought it all down from uh, Omaha, Outlanders. I ended up going into uh, John Paul George. Uh, He and I had played a really close game when we went up there last month, Uh, and we ended up playing a really close game again. He went Avengers Hulk, and I countered with uh, Standard Shield. Uh, Without going into the specifics, there was a bunch of back and forth. Uh, I'm pretty sure it was... One second. Uh, scrolls, in, scrolls, intrusions. Oh. Uh, so lots of fighting in the middle. Uh, I think turn two or three, I ended up killing a bunch of his guys and like picking up all the scrolls. And the following turn, he killed me back and, and retook them. Uh, so uh, relatively swinging on points. Uh, the game ended in a 13-13 tie, and he clocked out. Um, it was going to be close after that. Uh, like, had we gone to a, a legitimate end? I think I had it. He disagreed a little bit, but uh, life being what it was, he ended up just, uh, we obviously didn't play it out past that. So really, really swingy. He had two models left at the end of the game, and I think I had three and a half. So that's it. Yeah, remember he had Crimson Dynamo just died, right? Yeah, Dynamo and Beta Ray were who he had left, both on their injured sides. I'd, I'd killed Hulk. Oh, okay. Must have just gotten dazed then. All right, Jeremy, you're round two. Round two. Um, the leader of round two team, the Rock'em Sock'ems, was uh, our our very own Perrin. Um, so when we matched up, we kind of looked at their lists or whatever, and we were talking as a team, who do we lay down? How do we do this? And I'm like, I think I'm going to draw out Perrin. 
because I don't think anyone will try and mess with my list except him because everyone else it wasn't going to work out. So I put my I put it down and I'm like I'll put mine down and I'll draw him out. Well, son of a bitch, if he didn't put it his down too. <laughs> he threw some fodder straight down there. <laughs> like, he's like, you, you just eat this guy. Yeah, so anyway, I <laughs> I ended up playing Bobby um, of our local celebrities. Um, who brought Guardians? So the thing about this game that is important is we ended up playing, I think we played 15 points. You did. And I dove into him. And I think he damn near dazed Malekith on turn one with maybe a shot, maybe a gun. Um, it was one of those where a bunch of hits and stuff, and then with re-rolls, it was an incredible amount of damage. And I'm kind of like doing one of those, okay, this doesn't seem right. That didn't stop until the end of the game. <laughs> I was clinging by the edge of death on every, like, every time he shot, it seemed like I was getting ready to die. And I wasn't, I didn't feel like I was doing anything wrong. It's just the amount of damage that was being put at me was insane. Um, I'm trying to think of anything particular. I mean, I even got Rocket and Groot separated. Like, I had them separated. I was trying to kill them, one another. I couldn't kill them. They were shooting me in the face. Everything was getting hit hard. Um, it, it was a nasty game that he very well could have won that. Um, for some reason, I just did slightly more to get points than he did and i end up taking that down um that reroll mechanic for guardians and just splashing it into anything is just kind of bananas really it's crazy yeah final score 17 16 jeremy yeah i snuck that one out mm -hmm. he was pretty excited he was telling me about your game he's, he was pretty proud that he almost got you he did uh, he bobby did. bobby's really busy he has not gotten to play a lot lately he's probably played three or four games the last six months yeah, he doesn't play a lot, and that's what surprised me about it as well. I, I thought, okay, this won't be that difficult of a game. And my God in heaven, when my model started melting, I was like, shit, I'm just going to die. <laughs> All right, uh, so for round three, uh, I played against one of our new locals named Ryan. Um, him, We basically got together uh, the card game I played, My Hero Academia Universe's card game. Uh, I got three of our locals uh, to play that, that's who uh, Parker played round one. He played Dave from their team, and I played Ryan. Um, our game ended eight to nine. I had eight, and um, we ended <coughs> on round three. Uh, it was an interesting game. <laughs> huh. uh, it started going sideways for him. He, he's only played three games, and so he's still quite new. Um, but he's picking up pretty quick. Uh, we played... Hydra versus Cabal. He played Hydra. Um, he moved his Strucker just slightly too far forward. And uh, Modok walks up, shoots him, bows him forward, throws train into him. Uh, he gets dazed basically in my deployment zone on turn one uh, due to all the throwing and pulling and stuff. Um, he took it like a champ, though. Uh, the reason that our score is weird is um he actually I killed everyone but Bob for his team and so he lost the game in the middle of the turn of round three so he only scored twice <laughs> it was really oh my weird. Bob was weird. the only one left on his backside so he auto lost mm -hmm. instantly which is adorable. yeah Bob was Bob was injured and uh and he lost it was really weird it's the only time I've ever seen that rule come up uh our Bob's basically had a dueling match because we both had Bob and just fighting on the flank it was fun uh anyway that was my round three. Um, Parker, what's up? So, uh, in round two, 
Uh, Preston did not win, but uh, Spencer pulled it out, and so we went on to round three, undefeated as a team, and we got to play up against uh, the Muse team, which was really fun. It was actually really fun to decide who was going to play where, uh, because the Muse team had a really strong X-Men player, but we had uh, Spencer, who is not... He didn't bring the anti-X-Men, but he himself is a walking anti-X-Men because his brother <laughs> has been playing X-Men, at like, I guess, every day for two and a half years, at least once <laughs> against him. And so there's everybody, every, especially like, I have a lot of experience with the X-Men. And everyone, everyone who was in the earshot of that statement would go, he knows everything an X-Man can do. There is nothing an X-Man can do. You know, Spencer was being very... Uh, very gracious with it, very humble. But we're like, okay, let's go ahead and send him against an X Men, and uh, uh, he won that game. And I went up against uh, Crump, and I haven't got to play Crump since we were trying to decide what we were playing the last time we played. And, I, and he was like, I guess I was playing probably Cricks, and I was like, I guess I was probably playing Kador. Like it was probably a Decepticon or something. Like <laughs> not not, not Decepticon, but uh, 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 warfare. warfare uh, what they used to call it, yeah. War Machine Weekend. Yeah, War Machine Weekend, and so. We played a game, and it was uh, Meteors for me, and Spider Infected, and it was actually a knockdown drag out, like almost everybody was on their backside by the end of the game. If you look at the, the score, I won 16-7, to 7, but the game was actually total uh, drag out. He was playing um, uh, Asgard, but it was a very different Asgard that I played the round before that, and he did a, he did a great job of trying to control me. Uh, and he got plenty of damage out there. He did a great job of moving away with extracts and scoring. It was really, really neck and neck until turn four. I had a really great turn four and scored a bunch, and he had a a good turn five, but I was able to remove some of his models on that turn four, and so he wasn't able to come back, and it was was on turn six. Um, It was a really close game. I just didn't... The score did not look close at the end, not nearly as close as it actually was. Uh, one of my, I think, key, key to my victory, uh, we were playing on Meteors. I did not put all of my A-Force members in a perfect line for his, uh, uh, for his dynamo to just shock everyone. Um, and I just, uh, focused on him. I was just like, he's going down. I'm not waiting to kill this guy till later. Uh, and so he, him, him was, he was one of the models that I got removed pretty early. And so, uh, Asgard he needed his Asgard rolls to just show up to do more damage than they normally do, and they didn't. And so I, I squeaked, I, w- I flipped over to my injured side just a turn after he did, and I was able to continue doing things while he was running out of gas. Speak of the devil, I remembered what my four pointer was in round two. It was Dynamo. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I refuse to play that bottle. I will only kill him. That is my new, that's my new rule. <laughs> that guy is some serious bullshit, by the way. Yeah, he is some serious, serious bullshit. All right, uh, so Aaron, how was your round three? Uh, it was incredible. Uh, I only played Dynamo once all day, I think. But round three was into uh, the Muse team. I played against uh, Nigel, uh, who was running uh, Emma Frost. We drew uh, Alien Ship and Portals Overrun City with Spider People. Uh, his prio, um, real quick, I'll talk a little bit more about this game than so many others, because there's one specific interaction I want to get into. Uh, we played Emma, Ulick, Two Point Natasha, uh, Lizard, and Blob. Uh, he put his Ulick on my right flank, and uh, Emma center, Lizard, Blob left, Natasha center. So I countered with everybody left. 
I was like, I'm just going to fucking kill Blob and Lizard with my energy attacks. Uh, I, I put Agent Widow, three point, on the right-hand side next to Ulick, across from Ulick, intending to just run away. Like, I will give him the right side. I'm not going to fuck with Ulick killing all my, th- all, all my, my squishy shield models, right? Uh, and as soon as he leaves that side, then I'll come back and I'll flip the point after he leaves, or something to that effect. Um, throughout turn one, he did not take the alien core, or the alien ship core, across from Ulick right away. So, at some point, I had a decision to make, and I just said, eh, I guess I'll double move Agent Widow, she'll pick up the core, and uh, make it harder for him to flip that uh, spider portal. And uh, maybe next turn, I'll get to go before he does and just run away. Uh, So I did that. Uh, His turn one later, he double moves Ulick to the spider portal, and uh, attempts to uh, overflip Widow. Fails, gets the skull, and is ported two away. Uh, Later that turn, he uses Emma's leadership. Uh, which, since he was ported away and is no longer contesting or holding an objective, uh, Ulick loses a power and loses or takes a damage. So at the end of round one, Ulick is sitting on zero power and one damage. I'm like, okay, it's not bad. Uh, round two, he goes with Ulick. He moves on to the point because he only has two power. He doesn't have three. He can't use his superpower. So he moves. Uh, he swings into uh, my three-point widow. Uh, does no damage, but pushes her off. Uh, rolls, and gets a skull. So is ported off the point again. Uh, later that turn, my widow moves onto the point, flips it, and uh, he uses Emma's leadership to once again take a power from Ulick and do a damage to Ulick. At the end of round two, my widow is sitting on the right spider portal, uh, holding an alien ship core, uh, and his Ulick has zero power and two damage on him. <laughs> You're doing really well. Round three, he moves his Ulick onto the spider portal. <laughs> <laughs> he swings into <laughs> Natasha and does zero damage and pushes her off. Rolls for the spider portal, gets a oh, skull, no. and is ported. I move Natasha back onto the spider Jesus portal. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Flip well, it. I'm just pointing out that also it uh, could... Were you intentionally not using parting shot just so that he couldn't get power? Yes. Okay. Uh, Flip it, and he does Emma's leadership later in the turn. And uh, at the end of round three, he is sitting on zero power and three damage on him. <laughs> And I have not attacked him once. Um, Good. The whole left side went, went fine. There was back and forth, and there were moves and whatnot. But uh, that was the one interaction, uh, which, if you have any takeaway, should be never fucking take spider portals. It is the worst secure in the game. It It is the worst mission in the game, and it is... <laughs> It is so bad. It is it is horrible. You should never, ever, 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 ever play spider portals. I, I will say there is one caveat. I think you could legitimately take it if you are guaranteed to play wider than your opponent. If you are not wider than your opponent and you're not guaranteed to play that way, you should burn that fucking card. Even uh, if you have more models, it's still not guaranteed that you're going to do well on the mission. Like, you have to noticeably outnumber them before it's even close. I, I still don't think it's right, but I wouldn't, like, laugh at you and put you in a sane asylum. Like, if you're seven wide versus four wide, sure, there's a strong argument that you'll actually have a noticeable advantage. But if it's, like, five versus four, I don't think it's that much of an advantage. I agree with you, but not enough to yeah. insult someone else. Let's put it that way. But we were, we were 5v5 in that match with him going first. Uh, mm-hmm. And it was just bad. Because I got to go and flip the portal after he got ported away every time. Mm-hmm. Um, Anyway, so I ended up taking that 20 to 7 uh, because Spider Portals is dumb. Yeah. Wow. All right. 
Uh, Jeremy, round three. Round three. Uh, okay, so round three, we, we played the other Springfield guys, um, Patrick, Brandon, and Ryan. So they, so they lined it up um, the way we placed our, our chosen matches. Um, I caught their Thanos player, which was playing uh, even heavier beef than me. And I played <laughs> Malekith and Modok in every game. Uh, so Ryan brought <laughs> Ryan brought Tha- so Thanos, uh, Skull Two, and Spider Woman at seventeen. Is that correct? That's seventeen, right? And I, say it again: Thanos, Thanos, Spider Woman, and Skull Two. That's seventeen. No. Seventeen. Yeah, that's seventeen. Well, that's you, what I said. Conveniently, you guys played seventeen, so that yeah. makes sense. So that was seventeen. So we played three activations. And because we played a D shape on top of research station, I was like, mm-hmm. okay, he's got Thanos. I know what he's going to pull. So I split mine up a little bit and took Toad and uh, Mystique. So on top of my normal Modoc Malekith build. So here's the thing, folks. Let me tell you something. Any model that I charge and I do not kill will automatically get vaporized. It's quite a dilemma you mean on on the backswing on on the backswing or if i don't kill it because it is Mm. red skull 2 is waiting and red skull 2 with eight dice counting blanks is a mean motherfucker (laughs) so the entire game we basically were playing this cat and mouse thing where you would take what was given which was very very little and try and make something happen um we played six rounds of this um, and the one thing that did happen, which I'll, I'll make note of, when I actually went in and I decided this is the turn, I went after Red Skull 2 with Modok. I put, I, I did a smash with Modok into a building. So Modok was rolling nine dice on his builder into Red Skull 2. I did Dark Rain into Red Skull 2 because Red Skull 2 isn't allowed to be there when I'm done activating. So I Dark Rain mm-hmm. Red Skull 2. Spider Woman is standing right next to me. The first attack I do goes into Red Skull. Uh, I do not kill him with this attack. I'm staring mm-hmm. at it going, this is getting bad. So the next attack I do is Whirling Blades. Spider mm-hmm. Woman is standing right next to him. This is a 10 dice attack. Standing with two models there, I go into Sp- uh, Red Skull 2. I daze him, bounce the, into the Spider Woman, and do not fucking kill her with 10 dice. She's damaged, I believe. Are you within martial artist? Um, no, I was outside of martial artist. Okay. It it was so it's basically wait, it was why is, you smashed. Is that why it was ten dice? Yes. Okay, so ten dice physical, no re rolls. Yeah, well, no, I did have re rolls. I could re roll dice. I had I had extra. I had, had power the, on motor. Potential three. Sure. Okay. And I had shit to throw. Uh, that's pretty. That's pretty close. Oh yeah, the the throwing is what should do it. Then I mean, um, that should put it over the top. I didn't do it. <laughs> At the end yeah, of, so, surprised. yeah. Um, and this was, of course, MODOK was damaged at this point, um, so I had to make it all happen. I think the next move was MODOK got dazed and then he got interrogated. Um, on mm. So follow up, fast forward, um, oh. at the end of the game, it was Thanos. Everybody else was gone. It was Malekith and it was Toad, I believe. I was on two points. Thanos was across the entire board. Thanos moves twice, ports himself with space, moves my two models off, wins by one because he interrogated and is now standing on Researcher. 
uh, fuck. <laughs> yeah, I look. I, I cheated. I looked at your score, and I'm like, you got interrogated. That's not good. Yep. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Twelve but eleven. <laughs> what I will say though, it was an awesome game in that both of us knew what was happening and what needed to happen. Yeah. Um, and you guys were both practice with absolutely. We were very yeah, and he always plays big too. He he generally brings. Um, he even played. He's a Dormammu player too. Yeah, he, he normally plays Dormammu. He loves the beef. So we played now three times. He won. I've won. Then he won this one. So I've got the next one. So there you go, Ryan. Next one's you mine. Got buddy. the next one. The next one's mine. I'm just telling you. That's how it. That's how it works. It was an excellent Ask game. Anybody. Excellent game. That was a lot of fun to walk away from. Actually. Cool. All right, moving into the final round, round four. Uh, I played Ryan, the guy who you just played. Mm-hmm. We had a knockdown drag out fight because we're both playing all big stuff. We we set down both of our Malakis immediately, and they're just like dead eyesing each <laughs> other, right? Uh, so we both roll ten dice. He outrolls me, and then we go get beer. Uh, <laughs> Parker, ha- Parker, how'd your game go? <laughs> <laughs> you play your fucking game. We both rolled ten dice. He rolled higher than I did, so we went to get beer. That's probably the equivalent. Day. Wow. <laughs> yeah, I'm impressed. Fair enough. Uh, well, keep in mind, I had to tear down the whole event, all 24 tables and clocks and cameras and everything, dude. And so I was like, I'm all for. Yeah. Being done early. <laughs> Dude, whatever you wanted to do, you threw a hell of a party. You can go ahead yep. and do what you want in your last round. I'm amazed you actually got to play. Uh, it was super cool. So I was in the final round. Uh, the Warriors 3, my team, played uh, up against the Outlanders, which is the one of the teams from Omaha. And um, I played against um, uh, John Paul uh, George. And he was playing his Avengers, and I was playing... Uh, a force of course and we ended up playing into something that I, I and afterwards i thanked aaron because he was playing 100 the web warriors are better in avengers form of avengers so he had gwen and miles and cap and the whole idea was to make sure you never ever ever got to stand on a d point he won priority and got um extremists and so my Avengers had to spread out. I had already got to play uh, on D a couple times with my new D setup. And I was like, here we go. I am not losing to this bullshit. I played against my friend Aaron doing this stuff to me. And he, he made me feel so embarrassed about it. So I'm, I will not be embarrassed again. Um, and so uh, I ended up Ghost Spider. I, wherever Ghost Spider went, he went to one side of the board. I was like, cool, go stay over there, Ghost Spider. Fuck off. You're just going to be over there. I'm never even going to try to deal with your bullshit because he went over there with Cap so that, you know, Ghost Spider was always there so Cap could keep her alive the rest of the game. And he actually went very wide with his squad. He 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 rightly did not pick Hulk to just get eaten by my Hulk. Uh, so he went very wide and sent the rest of his army, basically, the rest of his list, onto the opposite side of Cap and Gwyn. And... We had a knockdown drag out fight. Both of us just got huge explosive dice on turn one. He uh, KO'd my Spider Woman. I KO'd his Spider Woman. Uh, he did like three damage to Crystal. And I did a couple damage to Iron Man, I think. It was like we did way, way more damage to each other than we should have, except, but he didn't do any damage to She Hulk because it was the fourth round and I was very tired. And so I just forgot to bodyguard with She Hulk. <laughs> I should have had an amazing advantage on turn one. Uh, but I, I really misplayed the early turns of the game. And I was on turn two, I was like, I was like, you cannot lose focus right now. We're playing the final round, like double down, bite down hard. And so for the rest of the game, I was 
I was much, I was very laser focused. He forgot some stuff. I forgot some stuff. We were both just uh, playing with what we had left. Um, and I ended up winning 19 to 14, uh, basically just by uh, virtue of um, stalwart determination meant he could not move. Like all, all he was doing was playing movement stuff, right? He wasn't playing any killing models. So he was just planning on moving all my stuff. Stalwart determination just said for one turn, none of your movement stuff works. And so I scored way more than he wanted to. I got to interrogate uh, once, which gave me a point he didn't, uh, he didn't see coming, which forced him on the next turn to try to get some risky that didn't pan out. Uh, Angela just kept bopping around the table, uh, contesting things she shouldn't and wounding things she shouldn't. And eventually She-Hulk was able to just kind of bop each one on the head. I took out Miles before he got to activate on turn two. Uh, and Spider-Woman on top of... She never got to do much, but I she finally got... I took her down on top of uh, three. So he lost all of his abilities to steal, and I started gobbling up all the extracts. We were playing uh, with scrolls, and so I started picking them all up. And that was really what it was. I I could, knew I could never get a great advantage on the Ds because he had always just activated somebody and pushed me off once Stalwart was gone. So I needed to get the tokens, and I did before he could close it out. So I ended up winning 19 to 14. Uh, Spencer felt terrible because uh, he played um, into Convocation, uh, David's Convocation, and lost the game. Uh, he got some really bad dice, he said, really early in the game. He, has, he lost his Sabertooth on a fluke. Um, and did not see something. I think he said he also didn't see something coming on turn two, and he just got way behind. And he was very upset with himself. Um, Preston had never played into somebody who knew how uh, how to play X Men. And guess what, uh, Aaron? Uh, my teammate Preston played into somebody who knew how to play X Men on Senators. <laughs> and so he he's like, I never even had my car. I go, you never even had your car. Uh, <laughs> you you did not have a chance. Um, okay. So that's how that ended up popping out. Aaron. Uh, so we're heading to round four. Uh, our team is one and two. Uh, my teammates have had a great time, but have lost every game since uh, the first round. This is uh, Landon and Richie from uh, Joplin, by the way. Uh, mm-hmm. Landon, however, is playing A-Force and having an absolute blast just smashing face. Like his third round game, he just had like one model alive and he was ecstatic. So nice. uh, we ended up going into uh, Jeremy's team. And so I uh, did a little bit of collusion, pulled Jeremy aside, and I said, okay, I've got one person who just wants to play into a tall team and just wreck. Like, none of this chasing people around and points bullshit. And I was like, uh, do you know anyone who fits that, who fits that description? I'll oblige. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> and I said, great. Then uh, don't put yourself down first, because <laughs> I put Landon down first. And so Jeremy was able to play into Landon, and he can talk about how that game went. Uh, I ended up playing into uh, Ryan Schmidt, local, uh, playing Guardians, uh, who has gotten increasingly good with his Guardians over the past couple of months. Uh, it really came down to an almost tie game, uh, and then I just was able to eke it out at the end. He actually had to leave early. Um, but yeah, Guardians into Shield, uh, pretty pretty <coughs> uh, as pretty good uh, of a matchup into Shield as you can get, just because the amount of damage they can pump out. Like they're doing the exact same thing. One's a little more offensive. One's a little more defensive. Um, and then just, uh, I think he made one mistake all game, but th- just that plus dice was unable to, or was what, what enabled me to come away with a 17, 12 victory at the end of it. Was that so the really, game you cheated really well or was that a different game? Oh no, that was a game yeah. I cheated. Oh, okay. Just checking. So 
<laughs> the cheating was, uh, here's interesting rule, rules and direction. Uh, if Rocket does a deadly duo and you eye in the sky out of it with uh, anyone, uh, Rocket gets an extra action after the deadly duo is finished. So he attack- But he loses the deadly duo attack. No. Well, he loses one of the attacks. Right. He loses the one that was targeting, but then Correct. because he was making attack versus a single target, he gains a new action. Correct. Yep. So he should have been able to attack instead of three people with Deadly Duo and then two two actions. He should have been able to attack two people and then had three actions to either shoot three more times or move once and then shoot twice, etc. Um, that's weird. So yep. in hindsight, would you have done that? No. Okay. Three, three Hadron yeah. <laughs> Colliders seem worse than two. <laughs> I don't think you have the power for it, but whatever. Like, if I'm trying to save a guy and I give you a... A, a new action to then move and shoot me that I really saved my guy? Yeah. No. He starts with a Hadron and it explodes <laughs> and then pulls everybody in. Then he plays Deadly Duo. And then he goes up to max power with two attacks and then you, you do the cancel. And then he's like, all right, cool. Two more Hadron colliders. Like, yes. Yeah. The reason it's counterintuitive is because most uh, attack actions which target more than one person uh, don't generate a new uh, attack uh, if you use Lifesaver or life, uh, Eye in the Sky or, or Escort to Safety. Uh, however, Deadly Duo is not one attack action targeting multiple Correct. people. They're individual attacks. So that's why that kind of... Uh, I, I didn't think about it until after the game, and I was like, wait a second, let me let me research that a little bit yeah. more. It's not like a beam or an AoE, yeah. Right. Anyway. So I have a question about that game. Um, what happened when he made a Star-Lord into a Ghost Rider? <laughs> I heard you talking about that, and I, I yeah. need to hear the story about that. Okay, so uh, I ended up killing Ghost Rider at some point, um, and he dealt in, uh, dealt with the devil to KO his healthy Star-Lord instead of <coughs> a healthy Rocket or a healthy Nebula. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rocket had not yet deadly duoed, so that made sense. Um, his Star-Lord was on one health, and he figured he either needed to patch up his Star-Lord in order to not just spend the entire game running away somewhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or he could just uh, KO him with um, Ghost Rider uh, to not have to worry about wasting the patch-up card on Star-Lord, and then he still had a full-health Nebula running around. Mm-hmm. I thought it was an interesting uh, decision. I still think Nebula was the right answer, uh, but it was interesting to kind of peek into his brain and figure out why he wanted to KO uh, his leader uh, now he'd already given out his tokens for the turn, and the turn, right. the game was going to go maybe one turn past that. Mm-hmm. So the only thing he lost from a leadership perspective was potentially his turn four winging it. Um, I think it's exactly the correct decision because, uh, like you said, Star Wars was already pretty compromised, and I think Star Lord mm-hmm. in most turns is mediocre at best unless he's like in the right spot with a lot of power. Uh, as where Nebula and Rocket can both punch way up out of their weight class, and um. Getting a keeping your wing of your tokens regardless, I think, makes the decision pretty easy. I, I think it's a great play because I, I don't respect Star Lord a lot as a personal contributor. Okay. Yeah, I was just wondering about that. There you go. Okay. How was your game? All right. Yeah, Jeremy, how was your A Force versus Cabal game that we don't know about yet? Um. <laughs> so yeah, he wanted a fight. Uh, he had Sentinels <laughs> in a pile. He had She Hulk in a pile, and apparently, he wanted to fight. So. Do you have it pulled? I can't seem to pull up how many points that... What, what was that? Yeah, I'll pull it up just a second. You were Malekith Protocol? Yes. Uh, you played at 19 points. Yeah, uh, that's what happened. Extremis and Gamma Wave. 
Yeah. So he played She-Hulk and a shitload of three-pointers. Uh, I played Malekith and <laughs> Mal- Malekith and Magneto and stuff. Your guys is your guys is fucking. <laughs> let's not worry about points. Game was on senators. <laughs> What the uh, fuck is the matter with you guys? So here, this was one of the funniest <coughs> things, and I should have taken a picture because I thought it was just, it was funny as fuck. So the first turn, I go up, um, I pick up Senators, whatever, and I'm kind of in the middle. Uh, I don't think I even do much attacking aside from attacking She-Hulk. Uh, and he, da- I think he flips Malekith either on top of one or... Maybe at the end of two, somewhere in there. Anyway, flips Malekith pretty quickly, but I took the entire game focus of I attack no one else until She-Hulk is dead. So She-Hulk died. The game was kind of close for the first two turns. She-Hulk dies. And then senators start plopping off like Mm -hmm. funguses just blooming. All of a sudden, the table turned from his models into senator tokens. I collected none of them. And... (laughs) All of his models were executed. They were like little, they were like little corpse tokens. Like yeah. Where all of his people were. And at one point, there were six of them on the ground in a row, right where the center uh, uh, scenario was. So I'm standing on the objectives, standing next to Senator Tokens and all of his dazed or dead models. Um, yeah, if he wanted a bloodbath, he got it. I, I, I killed, I believe he... He might have actually killed Malekith at some point, maybe. But I, I remember, remember. Yeah, he did. He did. I, he, he did kill Malekith. Yeah, um, he was the only one to pull that off, but at a price, a hefty price. Because I think <laughs> I tabled him um, at the end of the day. I think I, I killed every single one of his models. Well, I walked over right after She-Hulk had died, and I have never seen so many damage tokens on one player's team before, because your team was on life support across the line. Like, uh-huh. like every one of your guys was just like piles yep. of red tokens. Yep, like, what, what happened here? Yeah. Because I couldn't see She-Hulk because she, she was already gone. And yep. I was like, oh, bro, this is going really bad for you. And he's like, no, She-Hulk just died. We're fine. Yeah. So, yeah, I laid my shoulder into She-Hulk because I knew that was the linchpin. The rest of it was nickel and dime damage. It didn't matter, and my my guys have a backside, right? So it did yeah. it didn't matter that mm-hmm. much. Um, Crystal did go ape shit on me, like that bitch attacked so many times and gave me so <laughs> many uh, effects. I mean, I don't know what the average is on damage output, but she probably does five during her activation. It's mm-hmm. probably five damage, which is pretty surprising. <clears throat> but yeah, we fought. I killed a lot of things. He killed a big dragon. Okay, good job. You might have tabled him, but he left with a shit-eating grin and had a great time. I'm glad he yeah, did. Yeah, it looked like he had fun. Yeah, I could not have asked for for better teammates to randomly show up and meet for the first time uh, in the morning yeah. of the tournament. So they were awesome. Yeah, I've, I've played them before a lot of War Machine games and stuff. They're pretty cool guys. Yep. I'm glad they came up. <clears throat> All right, well, that wraps up the tournament. Um, I think it's safe to say everyone had a good time. Uh, hopefully, we'll be doing these about quarterly. We'll, we'll see when we get the next one on the books. Um, the next team tournament, I think, is Bug Eater, and the next one after that is going to be Show Me Showdown, um, and then we'll probably look at doing another one after Show Me, because I don't think we want to put up another one of these before Show Me. I want to burn people out on team events. Uh, yeah, I, I would even say every six months. It's a lot of effort yeah, to get that many people Yeah, together. we'll see. If they start becoming really commonplace at conventions, then we'll probably run less of them, because people will get their fill out elsewhere. Mm-hmm. But, um, 
yeah, I, I'd really like to see this becoming a regular thing. Um, yep. So, um, we all talked about what we had played. Uh, did you guys only play what you played because of the team event? Are you, is that kind of what you're looking at playing moving forward? Or are you planning on switching it up? I'm definitely switching it up. Um, mm -hmm. I like the new Modoc coming out. I do want to play with him. Um, I've been looking at criminals again and just for some variety. Uh, I'm, I'm kind of tired of the alpha striking stuff and failing sometimes when that's just how it works. Just doing something different. Um, I also want to try out Emma. Her mm. shit looks really cool. I've seen people do it to me many times now, and I'm like, that seems neat. I want to try that. So that's where I'm headed. Cool. Parker, are you going to stick with A-Force? Uh, they haven't let me down yet. They haven't, like, once let me down. If anything, I feel like I'm just growing in my ability to deal with the, their their bane is the Ds, but with um, with Spider-Woman in the game now, like lets you still do pure A-Force and split up just fine. Um, I want to... Uh, we've talked about this a lot. They're not a, they're not really a great let's play them every single day at the local game store uh, affiliation um, because they do their one thing, and if that one thing goes well, then, then you, great, you did it. Uh, and now that I feel like I'm starting to do the things they don't do, and starting to get down how that works. Um, I don't know how much I'm going to play them around here. I'm really excited to do, I think, take take a break and do MODOK here for a couple minutes. But I think every single major event, I'll probably just end up pulling them out. I think I'll just parade A-Force around until somebody, like you said, until somebody goes, oh, we know what A-Force does around here. And then I'll go, oh, okay, so maybe maybe I've been here before. And they know what A-Force <laughs> yeah. does. God forbid you play somebody who has <coughs> any reps in your list whatsoever. Yeah. Uh, uh, it's almost it's almost as if I like doing off-meta things that are strong because I get a passive benefit uh, against all my opponents. And then, uh, Aaron? Uh, so the team tournament was my last shield game for uh, a while. Uh, I'm moving on to, not greener, different pastures. Uh, Guardians is m most likely my next stop. Are you going to put your attempt to play all the affiliations on hold while we prep for WTC? No. Okay, great. I, I will. That's that's one reason why I chose Guardians. I wanted to give kind of the uh, the top, you know, eight to ten affiliations uh, to prioritize them now. So if I do need to end up putting my quest on hold, uh, I will at least have recency with the, the good affiliations, right? So... Yeah. Uh, if I'm going to end up potentially playing Guardians at WTC, I need to play them now so I can, I can get a feel to, to see how they work. Yeah. Not Defenders. Um, I had fun playing Hydra again. Uh, I only picked Hydra because it synergized with my um, my team a lot. Um, but it was really fun putting them on the table again. I was worried they wouldn't be evolving well with the current state of the meta where it's very like alpha strikey. But they actually did quite well, so I was pretty happy. They, I played several like very meta lists, and they did very good, so I'm pretty happy. Um, I do want to play some new stuff, though, because I, I know we're going to get into the mode soon when we kind of start grinding games with a set list. And so I'm, I definitely want to try and play some off-ball stuff. Like I kind of want to give Web Warriors a try. I want to do Sentinels at least for a few games. Um, and I definitely want to try out the new Hulk and Modoc. So I'll be trying out all kinds of new stuff over the next few weeks. Cool. Before we uh, wrap up or anything, I have one more just question, just to see. I just want to check something. Ready? It's not that mm -hmm. scary. Um, when you place models on a thing, say it's a building, say it's a car hood, say whatever. Okay. Does it have to be flat? 
Um, no, but that is, I believe, subjective. I, I don't believe it has to be perfectly flat, if that's your question. Does it have to be like, you can put a level down and it's perfectly flat? I think the answer is no. Uh, now, where that line is, is up to you and your opponent. Mm-hmm. Um, because I've had people like tip Ghost Rider up on the side before because he's so bottom heavy. And literally lean him against a tree and have him be on the tree. And his mm-hmm. base is like a sideways coin. I'm like, okay, well, that's clearly not legal. And they're like, why? I'm like, well, look at it. And they're like, what do you mean? <laughs> like, I was like, this is not intended. And then we argue about it, so... I don't think enough people talk about how you can place models on train before games. Because mm-hmm. I see a lot of people just reach over and go, I moved to here. And I'm like, boy, that's, uh, that's ambitious. <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> like, I don't know if I would do that just all willy-nilly. Because uh, if, if I was a judge that was called to this table, I'd be like, are you out of your fucking mind? Like, you can't put this guy here. But at the same time, it's like, you know, as long as both people are cool with it, what's up? Yeah, you got to talk about it. I, the one that comes... <laughs> comes up a lot almost every single game is the um the weapon x building mm-hmm. that thing is weird for the rules of this game it is really weird we and, we talked about this a lot at adepticon so for example it's like a bunker right it looks like there's the big blast doors there's a little flat spot in front and then there's like the top and a slope on the back um i saw people playing it and there was actually an objective token laying on the flat ground in the front part and so they were standing in on it, and there was, like, Shuri on the other side of the table, and she's shooting them, and she's pushing them into the doors so that they can't get pushed off the objective, and that's why he put his models there. I'm like, I don't want to say anything because this is, like, a tournament game, so I went and got a judge. I just asked him as a side point. He's like, hey, I'm just curious. How would you rule this? Shouldn't they just, ele- like, levitate up and go off the back because it's one piece of mm-hmm. train? You can't, you can't collide with it, so you have to keep moving. And the judge is like, oh, crap, that's that's actually correct. Like, you would have to do it that way. And I'm like, yeah, that's what I thought. But obviously, they're okay playing it that way, so I wouldn't interrupt yeah. them. But it's just like, it's just a weird, because intuitively, you'd be like, well, obviously, you stop when you hit this thing. But, well, you're already standing on it. And so terrain gets weird. You only really run into these situations. And I've noticed it a lot lately um, when you travel. <laughs> When you travel, yeah. because uh, people at the same store generally have the same kind of like, this is just yeah. the way it is. But man, when you travel, they don't always do the things that you do. Yeah, a, you've got the letter of agreements with the other players of how shit works. And mm-hmm. then you have, you go to a new place and you don't know those. And then you see people start standing on trees and you're like, what's happening? <laughs> like, hold yeah. on. The one I ran into at LVO is they had a couple of cool looking buildings that had like overhangs on them. Like roofs mm-hmm. often do. And yeah. so some of my opponents were like, the overhang counts. And they had like this mystical like force field that extended down to the ground the overhang and counted as the edge of terrain yeah. and then i had another player who was like no 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 the, the edge of the building is the edge of the building and mm. um uh, just this weekend i had somebody who you know almost all of those uh you know the were the, the the newspaper kiosks all of them have a little like, little lip on top yeah mm-hmm. and so my opponent asked like can i stand on top of this lip to be within one of the point and i was like yeah like that's fine but it it means the base wasn't flat on the thing though so there was mm-hmm. a little there was a what you know how many millimeters of gap between the it's thing. also and, wider on the top than it is the bottom and what are you using for the right so it, it's it, it it can be more complicated than it needs to and if you mm-hmm. are um, are in a new city probably need to talk about it yeah, yeah. <laughs> and that's so, and my opponent my opponent this you know in this team tournament he was like 
is this okay? And I was like, yeah, play it. Like, cause I'm, I'm generally like, I want the terrain to be more, I like that the terrain is more cinematic uh, rather than a mystical mm-hmm. wall that extends from every corner down to the ground. Um, I don't like it when it's like that, but just cause it ruins the, the fun of having terrain on the board. I, I think I will actually probably create a document that's kind of like my understanding of terrain. And I will mm-hmm. give it to my opponent before we start. Be like, we can change this, but here's where we're, here's where I'm coming from. Yeah, don't you dare! I doubt they'll. I'll throw your document in the ground and stomp yeah. on it. It better I be picture based. I will where stand I where the fuck through. I want. Mm-hmm. Um, Judge, I, he's doing I'm whatever actually, the fuck he wants. I'm actually serious about that though, because there's nothing is worse than when you're on turn three of a game. You're like, I'm going to stand here, and the guy's like, No, you're not. You're like, Uh, the fuck? Like my entire turn is based around me being able to do this and they're telling me I can't like why so, I just wasted an hour of my life playing this game to get to a point that I can no longer operate from if that kind of makes sense mm-hmm. I, so uh, what I've been thinking about doing is asking Nigel to do two dimensional Marvel train and don't freak out yet I, I'm on board solely <laughs> solely to put underneath of commonplace weird terrain so like for an example like the cement mixer right there's a lot of spots on that where people stand underneath it all the time yeah and you're technically not supposed to be able yeah. to so something you do is you place the mouse pad material on the ground and it's got like the thing printed on top of it but then you just put the the actual physical train on top of it so you have a border around the bottom of it for example like the garbage truck can you stand under the mirrors? Can you stand under the little metal bar on the back? Can you stand under, like, the fucking bumper? Like, uh, people draw the line in weird places, and it makes it yeah. kind of ambiguous when you're like, an important move is happening, and all of a sudden they're like, oh, you can't stand there. I'm like, yep. well, well, I'm standing there on the other side of the table, and it didn't matter a minute ago. And he's like, yeah, well, this one matters. I'm like, okay, well, <laughs> like we're just going to change the way the game works and now. I, I actually really like that idea, because that would then eliminate the situation I was talking about before, which is, does the lip matter? You, does, yeah. does that does that And if you matter? get to a spot where you're like, okay, well, can I stand here? Like, perfect example, um, you can't stand underneath terrain, but you can stand above terrain. So you know those swirly, like, uh, Dormammu portal things? Yeah. Can you place Dormammu on one of those? Probably not. Right? I don't know, maybe. Mm-hmm. Maybe, like maybe, <laughs> maybe, depending on how creative you get, maybe. maybe. <laughs> but I can guarantee slide Black Widow under there, and she's not under a piece of train; she's on a piece of train. And so, it's like, where do you draw the line? <coughs> Here's and so it's. I have two interesting anecdotes. One is from uh, LVO. There was a tilted, elevated platform uh, mm. that someone wanted to put Jeremy's Malekith on, and Jeremy oh, was yeah. like, "Fuck no." No, <laughs> this model is <laughs> this model is staying on the tabletop. That game was recorded. You can yeah. actually go. It's not going five it. inches in the air. But the no. opponent uh, was like, "But this is where I want to put the model." Now they serious? were gracious enough not to do it. But in a competitive environment, I'd be like, "No, this is where your model fucking goes. I get to place mm-hmm. him because he got he got portal or something." Mm-hmm. Um, nope. You got like bowed. How do you how do you deal with that though? Because clearly, there's a game reason why they want to put the model up there. But you're like, no, the model I spent 1,800 hours painting is not going to get knocked off because you bumped the fucking table and his wings crash. That's actually a really mm-hmm. good – that's really good uh, advocacy for that um, – for the, the 2D version underneath. The again. shadows. Because you could just, cause you could just say, shadows. okay, I'm going to remove this three-dimensional yeah. piece and let you put Malekith there. That's where he is. Like, mm-hmm. and, and then you never change the board state. 
the board state is identical. Right. So like it's how many times have people tried to put a model on a car and it yeah. like slides off later and oh, messes gosh, up the game the stays? Like you just pick up the car, put the model on the little outline and be like, there's the guy. He's there. When he moves, we'll put the car back. Uh, also, like, when the car gets thrown, we'll pull the thing out from under him. Uh, also, here's another thing, which is uh, something that happened in uh, this tournament. You know, when you have so many game tables, uh, mm-hmm. I, I went to the same game table twice, and the terrain did not look the same both times. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, it's just because people pick it up and they throw it, and they put it back where they think it went, eh. and then well, it's a very different game state. Uh, board the worst one was actually when you show up. The worst one was on table one. Between table three and four, they just didn't reset the terrain, and no one called a judge. There's literally a pile of terrain oh God. on one side of the table, and then a barren wasteland in the middle, and nobody blinked, and they just played on it. And I walk over later, and I'm like looking at the game, and I'm watching it when I'm editing, and I'm like, there's four size three pieces of terrain in a one-foot square. <laughs> and I'm just <laughs> like, and they're like practically touching. I'm like... What the fuck are you guys doing? Right. And it's like nobody said anything because they didn't even blink. It was just a long day. They didn't think about it. I'm like, right. oh my god. So here's the other question I have. Um, so I played on the uh, my my terrain set, which is the forest that has trees with overhang and are basically uh, you cannot stand on top of the trees, which is a mm-hmm. like a three or five inch uh, circle AOE. Uh, what if you were to uh, daze someone? And place their objective in the middle of a five-inch AOE range that they can't stand on, that no one can stand on. So you can place mm-hmm. it range two, like if they're touching the forest, mm-hmm. you it's range two, place it in the middle, and no one can ever get to that objective again. That's correct. Uh, if you, I find if you that do it with three D, yeah, yeah. So well, yeah, uh, or, or there are things in the game that you just can't stand on in certain places. Mm-hmm. For instance, right? the Sanctorum. There are uh, the uh, Parts of the weapon, uh, the weapon X bunker. You, you just physically, you cannot put a model on certain places because they won't, yeah. they won't, they aren't stable. So, so like if you're on a large base and I'm on a large base, I move to the top of the sanctum. You can't move to the top of the sanctum. So if I make you drop your objective, it goes underneath me, and you can never have it. So I'm kind of okay with that you... because there's counterplay. Like don't let your opponent get there. But in the example I have with the forest here, like no one can ever get there again unless you're towed. So my house rule proposal would be that if there is terrain that is on, I don't know the right word. Impassable. Uh, there you go. Impassable. impassable terrain. Uh, an objective may never be placed wholly within impassable terrain. So it could be placed in the terrain so it's touching the outside so that someone could mm-hmm. always get to it. Um, I'm actually pretty sure the Hydra tank is more than range too wide. And so you could make a strong argument you can't stand on the Hydra tank because it's not flat. Yep. And so you could drop an objective in there. Or it could just be deployed on top of the researcher. And if you can, either you can throw size fours, you just can't score the researcher ever. Right. Yeah, that's, Thus the that's house the rule that it, it, it can yeah. never be wholly within. Mm-hmm. So you'd or have fuck to fuck me, the, uh, the Quinjet. I was saying the Quinjet does that already. Yeah, mm-hmm. man, you're fucked. So anyway, stuff like that I would put into my little like cheat sheet document that says, here's how I play Marvel Terrain. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway. Now, so I think a lot of that is people keep trying to make really cool and interesting looking tables, and that doesn't interact well with the rules. Whenever I try and add new non-official terrain to tables, I try to make sure it's as blocky and simple as possible. It's so, like we add like big shipping containers and stuff that's like very square, so that way you don't run into those problems. Oh, well, they work great. Yeah. Anyway, um, 
I think it's going to wrap it up for us today. Uh, this has been Brandon. And Parker. And Jeremy. And Aaron. And you've just listened to The Gang Teams Up. So what are we going to call this thing? I got it. Okay. Incredible, new, fantastic, astonishing, mighty, original, uncanny, sensational podcast. I'm just going to put down infamous. And we're back. That uh, that last one for me, uh, sorry, the first one is going to sound really funny. When I looked at my audio, it was like really I don't I don't usually shift. actually listen to the first clap. Oh, okay. We just use it to get in sync, and the the third clap's really all that matters. Okay. Um. So anyway, uh, I started watching Ted Lasso. Is it as good as everyone says? It's pretty good. Yeah. yeah I don't know if strong. it's like world changing or anything, but like it's good. It's the good. It's like a good complement of drama and comedy. It's primarily comedy, but it's got like the serious moments. Mm-hmm. Uh, the acting's really good in it. My brother was they, telling uh, me like, seriously, mm-hmm. drop everything you're doing, and you need to be watching it. It's such a good show. It's like okay, it is really good. Okay, I'll watch it. It's eventually. not very long. Like it, it's pretty easy to watch. It's only like mm-hmm. 28 episodes total right now, with all three seasons. 30 minute episodes. I think so. Yeah. But yeah, there's there's solid character development in it. Um, it's good. What did you jack someone's uh, Apple account now? Are you trying to admit, getting me to admit to crimes online? <laughs> Guys, are you hearing this? Test it. Let's just say Test I watched it. it on the internet. I'll oh, okay. Say that. The tubes. Gotcha. <laughs> yeah. That's one that I've never been able to get. Like none of my family or anybody. I'm like, guys, you all like, come on. <laughs> nope. Not what? so much. Uh, Apple, the Apple TV thing. <clears throat> my wife really, my wife wife really wanted to watch Ted Lasso, and so she, we got it free for a week or whatever, and we actually canceled it after a week. Yeah. And she watched Ted Lasso, and I watched like five or six episodes with her. It was fine, but I uh, did a dinosaur marathon with the dinosaur show, the the dino- a documentary they made, um, and that is amazing. Coming from is it like called- a the dinosaur show? Like, what is this? Uh, nope. God damn it. Because you're ta- you're talking yeah. about it like my kids would say it. The dinosaur well, show, you, you know. know. It's the only Apple Plus dinosaur. <laughs> what is that? It's, it, it made fucking headlines walking, because of how they produced with dinosaurs? it. No, Walking with Dinosaurs is bullshit next to this. <laughs> uh, it's Prehistoric Planet is the name of this. Is the name of this okay. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, I think Walking with Dinosaurs is ten times the show Prehistoric Planet is, so... <sighs> <laughs> does it never have, seen either of them does it have humans guns and dinosaurs together because that's how it actually happened uh, my oh. favorite part of prehistoric <sighs> planet is when they started using the ar-15s versus the dinosaurs that was my favorite <laughs> wait i that think you're thinking carbine. of a different prehistoric planet i think that's uh if prehistoric <clears throat> you mean 500 years ago if you uh <laughs> If you like nature documentaries, you'll really like it. If you don't like nature documentaries, you will probably not enjoy it because it is, it is just 
exactly what you imagined from a David Attenborough, you know, uh, style of, you know, life or ocean or planet Earth, any of those mm-hmm. styles. It is just that, but it is uh, done, you know, 65 million years in the past. And the reason why if this one, these feel so different than other kind of like um, walking with dinosaurs type is the budget for those documentaries, the old school ones, wasn't big enough to actually keep the CGI stuff going for very long. And so if you've ever watched any of those, you know that it's like, 35 to, to seconds to a minute of dinosaurs CGI'd, and then it cuts to a paleontologist talking for seven minutes, right? Or, you know, a, a diagram of the Earth and Pangea and the way it changed. There's a yeah, whole lot of time. And stuff. Right. It's all, it's a lot of, it's a lot of just B roll of people doing interviews and shit and uh, looking at dinosaurs in museums because they can't afford it. And Prehistoric Planet is. It's just 45 minutes solid of dinosaurs in their environment with a lot of really cool cutting edge science around the dinosaurs. And I thought it was I thought it was fascinating because they're actually adopting a lot of very new takes on dinosaurs instead of some of the classic old ones. They didn't really pander to audiences at all. I liked it a lot. It was really it was very, very, very good. If you like watching nature documentaries, if you don't like watching nature documentaries, you will not like it because it's not meant to be super exciting. It is just a nature documentary that does a really good job of, with dinosaurs and it never once clips a moment to show you like why paleontologists think any of these things were true about dinosaurs. It never stops that, which is really odd because every other nature show about dinosaurs spends most of their time talking about the science behind the decisions we make about dinosaur behavior and appearance. But this one never does that. It just makes the assumption that you are watching a regular nature documentary featuring dinosaurs in the same way you would watch one on Birds of Paradise or Whales or any of these other things that, you know, have 45 minute, you know, hour long specials. So it's amazing. They're they're already doing a second season. And I think I will buy Apple TV Plus just to see it because it was that good. Hmm. I can't get out of my head that it's just Avatar, but with dinosaurs. Is it James Cameron brings you dinosaurs? If it was, if it was like super duper entertaining like that, I would say, you know, yeah, go for it. Because it's like, if it was some, if it was made to be a movie like Jurassic Park, I would tell you it is, but it's not, Mm -hmm. it's, it's just a nature documentary. It just shows dinosaurs doing stuff dinosaurs did. And it just like, they show animals doing what animals do now. And there's Mm -hmm. a little bit of drama because, you know, animals trying to catch other animals is dramatic or animals trying to mate or animals dealing with a a problem in nature, that kind of stuff happens. But like one of the segments is just about, you know, how these parasaurolophids would go up to this volcanic valley to lay their eggs because the ground was warm and so they didn't have to sit on them. And then later mosquitoes come and can start to kill the babies if they don't like migrate away. And you're just, and you're just, that's it. Like it's just a story about how nature yeah, tries to. That's you know, cool. The, that, that is it, pretty interesting. Right. So, like, if it sounds, if it sounds like that sounds kind of cool to watch or you want to, like, that's exactly what it sounds like. And they also uh-huh. do a lot of. A lot of um, information that we now have about dinosaurs that we didn't have before. Back When you think about dinosaurs and dinosaur videos when you were a kid, it does not look like that now because we have a lot more information about them. It's cool. It is a cool um, cool series. Worth it if you have Apple Plus or you're willing to <clears throat> acquire it somehow like Brandon is willing to. You find it. Yeah. It's on YouTube, uh, basically. When it falls off, a, falls off the back of a YouTube off the back of a YouTube. I have YouTube black. It lets me go in the back door and see all the uh-huh. YouTubes that you're yeah. not supposed to see. Nice. Uh, I like to pay for the stuff that um, I really care about. 
But like when I'm just like bored and watching stuff, and I'm like, I have eight streaming services. If you're not on one of these, it's kind of your fault. I feel like. <laughs> uh, Brandon, uh, I I caught up with my hero, mm-hmm. and I don't know if we can talk about it on this. The, this we cast. definitely cannot. Okay. Well. Uh, I know that Ryan listens to the podcast and he has not watched the show, uh, although it, the season is still live, so I'd like to not. Okay. Well, I I will, on our next opportunity, I really want to talk to you about the end mm-hmm. and what I'm excited about, because I am very excited about the show. Um, someone told me that that was the last episode was the one that I just watched, so I have yet to prove that correct, I, but we'll see. I The one I saw had at the very end, you know, continuing in season seven so i think i saw the okay. last episode of season six why well, didn't i didn't watch the credits so okay that's very possible um jeremy can i share one thing with you with my hero uh and this is not a t- an attempt to i won't ever to watch, watch it, it so go ahead uh and I, I would just i would say I'm, i don't know if you'll ever watch it however there is a moment in this season that i i don't do this very often i actually teared up in a moment in this season as a mm-hmm. father as a father, I teared up. Ah, uh, yeah. And I don't think anyone watching the show as a child or as a mom, for example, I don't think uh-huh. anyone who is not a father would be able to watch a scene in this in this season as it is. Because there's a father character in the show that is deeply, deeply flawed. Uh-huh. And they the way you're introduced to him is very much a kind of a throwaway character. And you're like, okay, well, this is one more, you know. Sure. Da- dads are asshole characters, right? Like it's mm-hmm. kind of this very canned thing. But there's this huge payoff in this season, and there's this moment that the, the dad character has in this season. And I was like, I was tearing. Like I don't know if I dropped one dropped out, but I was definitely tearing up because of this intense scene. You had something uh, in your scene. eye. Yeah. Mm. And I have never, <laughs> I have never once had an anime ever do that ever. Never had an emotional response to an anime scene. Um, I've had like, yeah, fuck yeah scenes, you know, like I've, I've gotten up and cheered for a character or something, but I've never had a, a like a, oh, that's good stuff. Like I was, it was, yeah. it was, it was not good. even Ninja Scroll. No, not even Ninja Scroll. What about Ninja Scroll 2? Yeah, not even once. <laughs> that reminds me of a moment when um, uh, Ryan from St. Joe took his, his son to see Up and he had, didn't watch any of the trailers or anything. Oh. So they get in and they sit down and up starts. Mm-hmm. And so it's going through the the, the old man's life and right. and it's like the montage and it's like, you know, his wife dies and everything. And then his son turns to him and he's like, "Dad, this is sad, isn't it?" And he goes, "Yes, up." <laughs> <laughs> he can't even keep his voice from cracking. Yeah, he's like, my yeah, God. It's, it's like he's like I was he was so embarrassed that he couldn't keep it straight in front of his kid but he was like you know I'm not that sad because you know like it was my true feelings so yeah, yeah I was actually uh, good I was watching uh uh WandaVision right and for those that have seen that I also have twins and the end scene, the end mm. scene and the stuff that happens I'm seriously, like, by myself, like, are you fucking kidding me? Like, I was, like, so upset. And, like, I'm like, who was watching me? Like, this is so fucking stupid. Dude, it crushed me. That whole end thing crushed me. Yeah. Um, but, so, Jeremy, if you yeah. go online and read it, Wanda has no motivation to become evil at all. Oh. Well, that's cool. Um, <laughs> that's what all the people on the internet said, so oh, you're wrong. I know. That's, that's probably true. Uh, more importantly... Love is Blind is excellent this season, for those that are wondering. (laughs) Excellent. Excellent trash TV. They are the worst human beings ever that they found for this TV show. And 
it's delicious television really is jeremy there's a scene in ted lasso that you're gonna love oh good (laughs) yeah uh i would say i said something about that show at work and like three people turn their heads and they're like oh you won't believe what happens next i'm like yeah (laughs) like we're all into this garbage television that's wonderful oh boy aaron are you still on defenders season 19 uh, I have one season and two episodes to go. Ooh. I will be. I will likely be done by the time our next cast hits. So, Ooh. someone needs to tell me what to watch next. Battlestar Galactica. Okay, that's <laughs> on my list. First. I said it first. You got to start there. Okay. I have Picard, Yellowstone, 1883, Haley Quinn, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., and Battlestar Galactica. Harley Quinn, but yeah. Um, sure. Definitely not Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. is something you put at the end of your list that you watch when you're bored. Um, Yellowstone's really good. Um, Harley Quinn's solid, uh, but it's more of a comedy, so I don't know what you're in the mood for. Um, I'd put it between Yellowstone and Battlestar, probably, uh, but I would probably do Battlestar because it's done and like Yellowstone's still going. So if you like to binge, you can binge more of Yellowstone by the time you're done sure. with uh, with Battlestar. Picard's pretty high up there just because I, 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 in the past like two years, I've watched every single Star Trek episode. Oh, wow. Other than oh the original, I guess I started with. Okay, because <laughs> it's like you're insane. <laughs> oh, okay, you skipped the original. Good. Well, yeah, I skipped the original, but in Next Generation, Deep Space Nine, uh, Voyager. And granted, these are not all great shows, but yeah, um, I I watched a ton of shit when I was deployed. <laughs> it, yeah. it was all every single episode of Star Trek. So I can't, in good conscience, know that there are. I think the final season of Picard's airing now, or just aired, or something. So yeah, uh, I, I watched all of Next Gen couple years ago it was pretty solid uh the earlier seasons were kind of rough but uh, it got better so speaking of a show that's happening right now and i'm starting to get very frustrated and um unfortunately losing interest very quickly mandalorian is anyone keeping up on that i have not Uh, i haven't watched this week's episode so are you still in yeah why okay why would i be out after the second episode, I was so bored to death, I stopped paying attention, and I watched the last one with kind of like, is this, I don't know what's going, like, do I care anymore? And I haven't watched the last two episodes. So, like, I'm trying to decide whether I'm in or not. It just hasn't hooked me this season. I, I'm still um, missing a couple episodes, so it might pick I back up. I think that... Yeah, I think that comes down to you're either interested in The Mandalorian or you're interested in Grogu. And if you're interested in Grogu, this season's really boring. If you're interested in The Mandalorian, the season is fine. I don't know. Are I don't you... read online reviews. I just watch No, I'm just wondering. I, I know that you watch it, so... I've I've had no trouble with okay. the new one. Uh, okay. there, was, there was a big fan service episode, I guess I could call it. There's a lot of guest stars in one episode. Okay. And so I don't know if you've seen that one. No. But uh, it was a little weird, but it was fine. I think you just got to understand like the, what the point of the show is now. I guess I just want more Bill Burr, honestly. Like, yeah, no, I love <laughs> Bill Burr in that show too. I like all of his like friends, but uh-huh. like, so I hope it doesn't turn into what Boba Fett was because Boba Fett was fun, but it was not good, and so I don't know why people enjoyed it. Uh, it was just basically fan service the entire yeah. thing. 
Uh, so there's like, well, remember that one fan theory? Well, the, here's what really happened. And you're like, okay, now what uh, though? Like, what, what well, happens though? It's like, nope, just more of that. Like, okay. I will tell you, after reading uh, Marvel's latest... Uh, so Marvel started taking on Bounty Hunters. That's like one of their latest titles is Marvel's Bounty Hunters. It's, it's their new take on it. And Boba Fett features primarily in it. Um, after reading Marvel's version of Boba Fett, it makes me so much more angry about that show <laughs> I watched. <laughs> because the Boba Fett in the comic books is exactly the Boba Fett I want. Who is this like grizzled, like burnt out asshole who just cares about you know money and a little bit about honor like but mostly just money and it's just he like he doesn't he doesn't care a shit about anyone else and he's willing to murder anybody who gets in his way and he says three words and he doesn't care like i just love Mm. everything about that version of the character it's the one i want and for some reason the one in the mandalorian was just so Sorry, the one in the sorry, the one in the Mandalorian 2.3, which is what I call the, the Boba Fett show, um, was so bad. I just didn't like it at all. Like you said, fan service, right? Yeah, I mean, like the whole point of the show was like getting to see Boba Fett on a rancor. That was the point of the show, right? Nothing mattered. It was just how many fucking screen grabs can we create? So yeah, I thought that was kind of boring. Uh, the Mandalorian has been fine. I don't know if I'd call this their best season, but honestly. A lot of the first season was pretty fucking boring. Like, yeah, it's a western. It's a western. Yeah, westerns are not exciting. Mm-hmm. Like most of Unforgiven is a boring ass movie, but it's amazing. I'm very interested in the Bo-Katan stuff, and so okay. I'm actually very happy with where it's been going. Well, I was just wondering where it was headed because I, like I say, I I lost interest after the um I guess it's the Doctor episode is what they've been calling it what what people have kind of called it, and it didn't really have mandalorians in it i think it was like episode two maybe oh yeah i was like yeah uh, well that's clearly leading to something right sure they did that they did that for andor too like you're like why are we following this idiot around and then it obviously ends up mattering a lot yeah like you gotta set stuff up look Uh, my lifestyle it needs to be exciting um there has to be people in love documentary style i watch shows in reverse order and when it gets boring i turn it off <laughs> like correct that's the, like infinite spoilers watch it backwards i read the and last the chapter first episode first. that's yeah the first episode that's not a 10 i turn it off i don't watch anymore exactly i don't have time for that yeah um parker are you willing to to do one more leap of faith for me mm, what's that when it comes to media okay and fucking watch Battlestar Galactica for the love of God. Well, I'm the next on the list is Jeremy's show. He, but yeah, I can do Battlestar Galactica. That's an easy watch. You'll be done in a second. Like, yeah, okay. my show is an easy watch. It will consume. No, wait, wait. Which show are you guys talking about? Um, what's the name of it? It's not you didn't. Me right now. I don't know if you told me the name. Actually. Love is blind. Um, no, obviously I'm... that. But the one I'm talking about is oh, it's called Unstable with uh, Rob Lowe and his son. Oh, I haven't seen that yet. I, I saw it up on on some yep. streaming service. but Yeah, I just put it on in the background one day, and I was like, oh my god, this is actually amazing. It's really good. There's actually a lot of newer shows that look pretty good. So I can't watch Battlestar Galactic, Galactica because it's on Peacock. That's what I don't have. Son of a bitch. I know. Uh, unsubscribe from one of the other ones that you do have. Mm, that's not going to happen. Why? I'll just watch something else that's on one of those. <laughs> but he's you, doing everything he can not to watch the show you wouldn't watch i, I noticed that <laughs> lots of people actually it, do that 
against just it. start a free trial and then start <laughs> watching it. Oh my god. It's funny because you've been pimping it so hard. And like all three of us are like, we have different excuses of why we can't watch it. You have, they're not excuses. They're just lame answers. Like, like there's no logistics behind any of this. Like, we're, like, we're all afraid to just tell you we don't want to. Oh, I want to. I just have no desire to get a new service right now. Not even to keep a friend? Oh, I didn't realize that was the line of the sand being drawn. <laughs> you have disappointed the Brandon. Aaron's gonna have to play Sentinels at WTC. That's how oh Jesus! Go. Oh, I it sound like it's a bad thing. I mean, according to Jeremy, it is. Whatever. I've I've realized recently I don't know how to play at all. <laughs> yeah, you're you're uh, almost off the team. Uh, wait, I thought we we had decided. That. Wait, you guys didn't tell him. <laughs> Shit. But seriously, I can't recommend Battlestar Galactica enough. Um, uh, we all know. <laughs> Ooh, I did think of another show that you should watch. I, can't, I don't think I've told you this one though. Uh, this one is um, this is like a it's not a guilty pleasure, but I just every time I watch it, I'm like, this show was so good, and I actually think you would like it a lot because you like Persons of Interest. Burn Notice. I've heard great mm, things about that. I only watched about the first four episodes and i was like i can't watch this shit but you watch persons of interest for five seasons so yes it's just better what (laughs) it was better than persons of interest oh my god no it's a vaguely similar plot it it was super cheesy it is cheesy that's (laughs) the point okay so there's i'm gonna send you i'm gonna send you some clips of personal interest you're like this isn't cheesy by the way (laughs) So we found the level of humor I don't appreciate. Well, then you should watch iZombie. Oh, I've heard of that one. Okay. It is actually not bad. And by not bad, I mean pretty fucking good. Have you seen the Santa Carlita diet? Yes. Was it similar to that? Uh, So iZombie is a CW show. Oh, God. Yeah. It is probably the best CW show I have ever heard about slash seen. Probably only the second or third one I've ever seen. Uh, I don't know if I can watch another CW show. It's already stolen so much of my soul. That, like <laughs> there's uh, there's very little left. <laughs> I'm aware. Um, no, I everything they did in, in iZombie was relatively interesting, given what I already told you about it. <laughs> like it is not going to win awards, but it was it was actually really good. Uh, I would rather watch that than Santa Clarita. Okay, all right. When I'm done watching stuff, I will consider watching that. And if I turn it on and it's fucking terrible, <laughs> then we just know we have differing opinions. <laughs> well, we already know our opinions are a little different, but uh, um, no, it actually, I, yeah, it actually has my 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 recommendation. I actually have to I go back and watch an episode or two before I can say that out loud again. But uh, um, yeah, it was good. All right. Well, we should probably get to it because we got a lot of games to talk about. Mercy. Nice. Um, so we were talking about the dinosaur stuff earlier, and that got me thinking. I was watching this documentary about nature a long ass time ago, and they were talking about like the plants that existed in um, older times. Mm-hmm. 
Do you guys know what the scariest um, tree that ever existed was? No. Bamboo. <laughs> I do it for you, Jeremy. It's all for you. Yeah, no. Skip it. I don't need it. <laughs> do not want. I'm, I'm all set. I'm all set. <laughs> I got plenty of bamboo. I'm good. I got, I got a lot. Brennan, <clears throat> Brennan, uh, I don't, did you, uh, did you know that before Mount Rushmore got carved, uh, its beauty was unprecedented. Presidented. Uh, unprecedented. I like that. <laughs> That's a good one. Yeah. So you're both, you're both going to do it now? <laughs> no, I just, just I both, had, I saw that one. I was like, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta tell Brandon that on cast. I like that one. That's a good one. Yeah. <laughs> Keep them coming. Unpre- you know what? You know, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to do something I've never done before. Parker, I'm taking off an episode. Hey! Anyway, every, every good dad joke you bring me on cast, okay. I'm going to give you an episode. Back. Okay. Okay. Now I got something to live for. Okay. Oh, man. This mm. is just not good. <laughs> Jeremy's like, fuck my life. This is going to be the worst. I've had it. I won't need to be kicked off the team. I'm off the team. <laughs> the dad jokes did it. Is that our new team name, Dad Jokes R Us? I don't know. I feel like you know or you know. It's like you know. The two ways. All right. Well, we got uh, plenty recorded. Is there anything else you guys want to talk about before we get out of here? No, no I sir. actually, I'm, I'm going to go bed if I'm going to have enough yeah. juice to be there tomorrow. I'm going to try to be there tomorrow. Uh, we need to yeah. decide what we're doing on the 27th of May. Hold on, wait. Okay, what's that? Uh, there are two opportunities to play Marvel. One in Independence and one in Iowa. One is an LVOIS qualifier, and one is not. Is the Iowa one an LVOIS? Yes. Wait, what? May 27th. In Independence? Yeah, uh, it's part what of a small con. Yeah. Is it like Meeple something? No. It's, uh, hold on. Mid- Midwest Conquest. Mm. Yeah, uh, that doesn't seem like much of a decision, honestly. I'm pretty much out I'm, for all weekend things for a bit. My kids have baseball starts. Well, this is in May. Uh, yeah. It's like, oh, this is six weeks away. Yep. Baseball is going to oh, go okay. until about July. Mm, gross. Yep. Um, I'll probably at some point, either tomorrow or over the weekend, I'm going to try and update our event tab in the Discord to where it's got all the LVOIS stuff on it again for anything nearby. Uh, Aaron, if you want to compile that list, feel free. Okay. I'll shoot it to you in a DM or something. There's really that's it. That the Iowa. I'm just gonna. Iowa one's. I'm just gonna give you permission to the channel so you can just do it yourself. Okay. So format everyone. When you said there's no decision, that still doesn't tell me what your non-decision is. It's Iowa. Okay. I have never been to Midwest Conquest, nor do I plan on going to Midwest Conquest. (laughs) If there was nothing else going on, you're like Brandon. Will you come with me to Midwest Conquest to play Marvel? And I wasn't busy. The answer would probably be yes. Sure. So, personally, I think it'd be better. I don't want to have to play one of you in Iowa. Let's put it that way. So you're so well. You can run the cameras then, or I could go play the Midwest Conquest and get Marvel in while you and Parker are cleaning house in Iowa. Whoa! whoa, whoa. Potentially. Whoa! 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 Are you just implying that we're gonna beat the Iowa guys? Because I'm I'm down for that kind of lowbrow shit. No, <laughs> no, no. no. I, I did not. I did not imply that. 
I fucking stated it. <laughs> fucking flat out said it. Uh, <coughs> Jeremy, did you listen to the, the most recent newscast? Um, most of it. Okay. I, think. I was told to tell you because they apparently call you out because <laughs> we're getting them sick. Oh yeah, that's fine. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, um, what I really want to do tomorrow is work on events for local stuff. Um, and I have some ideas in the pipe that I would like to run by you guys and get critique ideas, but, uh, they're both things that I want to happen. So it'll be kind of late tomorrow for me. I have, uh, some things going on and I'll probably be up there maybe eight thirty ish nine. Whoa. That's for... bordering on Parker time. I know. It's good. That's pretty wow. late. So I, I don't know. Three or four more hours later and you'd be almost to Parker time. Yeah. If he were to even show. Yeah. I'm I showing this trans- time. You guys, you guys are now COVID free, so I'm, I'm coming. <laughs> COVID free. Uh, so I don't charge anything to so, give people COVID. <laughs> Tyler was asking why Parker wasn't there last week, and I was like, "Oh, well, you got to understand, Parker like speak. If Parker's like, I'm going to try and be there as early as possible, he's not coming. If he's like, <laughs> I will be there no later than eight, he'll be there at ten thirty. And if Parker's like, I guarantee I will be there at normal times." maybe 9 30 if parker says i just can't make it this week he'll show up at 5 30 with his kids <laughs> stay for three hours and say oh i wish i could have played a game then leave <laughs> that's that's parker speak for how we oh play games. my god i feel like yeah. we, i if feel parker like that calls you in advance and says i'm gonna be there at nine have me a game set up that means he's gonna cancel at 11 <laughs> what we uh i feel like what i need is to create a little just a little like sheet that has yeah. that on it, and so that way, mm-hmm. every time I come to a game store, I can just hand my opponent so they know how I do terrain and how yeah. I set up games. He's got the timing <laughs> restrictions. Yeah. Also, if I make an announcement that your clocks need to be started in the next five minutes, to Parker that means go take a shit in five minutes and then get lunch and then start your clock wherever the fuck you feel like about an hour later. I knew this was gonna. I knew this was gonna come up. I did not know that prerogative was given in the tiny room I was in. I actually didn't know that. So. But what? we didn't get started later. <laughs> At the team tournament, oh I got, I got, we got, what, our last game got started late, and I actually didn't know it was getting. It was I, getting I checked late. my round timer. The round timer is chess clocks plus five minutes, which should never really get broken, except for very rare times where you've had like a long judge call or something that paused your time, which I should know about as the judge usually. Hey, I had um, like eight calls. I had to pause my. Yeah. So pause my when game. the round, yeah, when the round timer goes off. And then I walk over to Parker's table, and he's got 15 minutes of time left. And his opponent has 12 minutes of time left. I'm like, what the fuck did you guys do? And he's like, we got started on time. I'm like, that's literally mathematically impossible. So we we did not get started on time. That's what happened. Yeah, I I didn't know you got the chess clocks that weren't at three-quarter speed. These are really cool. Where did you get them? No, we Oh, wait, I supplied the clocks. The chess clocks were running the whole time. We just didn't. We just had them. uh, We we set them after every two rounds. I thought they were per turn. Are they not per turn? Anyway. Um, hopefully you guys had fun. Uh, that's going to wrap it up for us today. Goodbye. Lates. Bye. Lates. Later. Late. Lates. Is this the jives? Are you speaking the jives? Uh, I don't understand. Uh, this, is, uh, this is Life's <laughs> a Garden. Dig it. Okay. That's <laughs> acceptable. Goodbye.